Welcome, everyone, to episode 234 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Well, Corey. Today's topic is going to be the division. Now, this is weird for two reasons. First of all, it's a game we all played. Second of all, (laughs) it's a game we all played together. This is quite an event. I was trying to, like, just think about when the last time we all played a game together was. Probably it's Rocket League, right? Probably Rocket No, I don't think we'll. I don't think we've ever all played together. Yeah, I think only three of us have played it at a time. Hmm. But it's been a while since we've had we've had a game that we've all four of us have played together. So we could talk a little about a little bit about that. That's our main topic for the day. Uh, anyone have anything you want to tease? Yes, uh, I'd like to tease Paragon, which I played on PS4, mm-hmm. thanks to Will. Nice. And I also played Salt and Sanctuary on PS4 uh, mm-hmm. today for a little while, so I didn't want to talk about that. Nice. More Stardew Valley. Yeah, so. I'll be talking more Stardew Valley, too. Yep, me too. I see, I see that you two boys have quite a bit of time logged onto that one. <laughs> I'm probably over 30 hours at this point. Yeah, you both were. One of 35. you was at 40 when I looked. I have over that's 50. Probably, yeah, that's Corey. Okay. I think I'm almost to the 40-hour mark on Stardew Valley. So that's good stuff. Will, anything you want to tease? I do. I have a little mobile game called Clash Royale that I've been mm. playing. You dork. I downloaded that today. Do you like it? I haven't played it yet. You just reminded me because I downloaded it because I was listening to Giant Bomb, I think it was, this morning. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it. Did they like it? Yeah. Uh, who The host. Vinny. Brad. Brad. Brad loves it. Yeah. I loves it. I'm not a big mobile game guy, and I'm not a big Clash of Clans sort of guy, but uh, this app's pretty awesome. Wait. I actually told – I was going to tell Dan he should try it. It sounds is, like something he might like. I've heard about this. Is that, that It's a strategy one, right? Yeah, it's the, but it's kind, of, defense. Cards, it's yeah. kind of like a card game too. Mm-hmm. I've it's heard like good card, things about it. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I like it a lot. And, like, my friends told me to get it, and I was like, no, like, it's probably just stupid, but I've been addicted to it since I've started it. Yeah. The only reason I wasn't going to get it is I thought that the, the matches might be too long, but I guess it's only like three minutes. So I was like, ah, fuck, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, at, at most they're three minutes. That's cool. that's like half of a poop. Exactly. <laughs> Take a long Dugan, Dan. I like to sit in there and enjoy my five minutes without the kids climbing on me. They bang on the door, uh, but, yeah. you know, whatever. See... Time spent on the shitter at my house is time spent away from the, the video games. Yeah, I could see that. I remember those days. I yeah. remember those days. Yep. Okay. Uh, the only thing I have to tease, I'm going to talk a little XCOM 2. <laughs> I revisited XCOM 2 um, over the, I don't know if it was last week or this weekend or maybe even early this week. So I'll talk a little bit about that. Corey, do you have anything you want to tease? No, the only thing I played other than The Division was Stardew Valley. Okay. So. So I we'll assume ta- we'll get into that. We'll talk about that later, no doubt. All right. Um, yeah, let's talk about the division. Uh, we don't really need to cover the mechanics. We've already kind of talked about that during the beta. Uh, Eric, I'm going to start with you because you put in the most time, I think, out of all of us. How do you the know that? Uh, well, you talked about it last night how your yeah, character's yeah. level almost 20. or Was he 19 uh, or 20? I think he's level 19 on Xbox. Okay. And then you yeah, played so, played some of the PC version too with uh with us obviously. Yeah, I've put in combined. 
probably 25 hours, mm, I want to okay. say. I know I put at least 22 in on Xbox, and I'm probably, you know, probably a good two, three more on, on PC. Gotcha. Um, I'll tell you what, I like The Division a lot more than I thought it was going to. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't feel like I gave it enough credit Okay. last week when I said... Uh, I don't remember what I said, but I know that I wasn't speaking too glowingly of it. I think you said, like, you liked it, but you couldn't imagine, like, playing it by... You You don't think you would play it by yourself ever. Which I found myself doing a few times this week. Okay. Uh, and that was mostly, like... So, I literally played every single day since it came out, except for yes. No, I even did yesterday. Played with my friend Jeff every single day since it's been out, and mm-hmm. we've been leveling up together. Um and i found myself like after he was done if he went to bed before i did he'd get off so i would start doing like some smaller stuff like encounters to try and get um tech wing medical wing or security wing points up so that i can unlock new skills and and talents and perks and stuff like that um so that's what i found myself doing by myself okay what Um, uh what changed your mind like from from last week when you talked about it to to this week when you're a little higher on it I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's kind of where I was last week. Like, I'm not quite sure what I like about the division. Well, it's not that good. I just enjoy me, yeah, my time with it. Out there. Okay, go ahead. And I, I, I kind of had the same feeling. Um, I had a good time with it in the in the beta. Yeah. But I think what it is is we've played a lot more of it, and we've realized that we're still enjoying it uh, against our expectations. And I think that's enough for us to realize, like. Okay, there's something to this game. Yeah, it's just like yeah. a simple like mind trick. Yeah, you know what else? And and I we've talked about this before. Is that sometimes games get so overhyped, and it's it's probably a good thing that I played the beta and didn't just absolutely love it. Uh-huh. You know, because I think it let me enjoy it more than I probably would have if I was like super hyped for it. Yeah, because when I say it's not a great game, like it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I have a blast playing it with friends. Like me and Jeff had, have had an absolute fucking blast since it came out playing every single night together. And like we've had some really funny times together on there. Uh I don't know if I talked about last week that when we went the dark, the, to the uh, dark zone. I don't think I did talk about this. No, I don't uh, think so. We had a really cool experience there. We we really haven't done much in the dark zone, but uh we went in there and we were both like I don't know, level 12, 13, something like that. And there was this guy in there who's probably like level six or seven. He wasn't in our group, but he kept following us around. And, you know, you kind of got to watch your ass in there. But after a little while, it, it became pretty clear that he was of no harm to us. And he was probably just some kid who didn't know what he was doing really. And just kind of wanted some people to pal around with. It's probably like, Hey, I found some friends here, you know? So I said to Jeff, he called in a, uh, what's it called? Extraction. Extraction to get his stuff out of here. I said, Jeff, what do you say that we just lay waste to this guy <laughs> when he is least expecting it? Give it till like 30 seconds left till his extraction and we will just kill him. So I got behind him and we just, he died in a matter of a second probably. And me and Jeff could not have laughed any harder. We were dying. Uh-huh. Like, Cause he just was not expecting it. And we were just trolling him so hard. <laughs> It was so uncalled for, but it was so funny. Yeah, like, I was I was like out of breath laughing, which isn't too hard these days. But um, 
he came back in there and joined us up again, but it was one of those situations. The Dark Zone's cool because we didn't know if he was going to come back in looking for vengeance on us. Yeah. So he was kind of walking weird around us and trying to get behind us and stuff, but it turned out he wasn't really doing anything, and uh, we just kind of let him go mm-hmm. on his own way. But, man, that was funny when it happened. I was dying. Nice. Um, but, yeah, as far as playing by myself, I don't know, like doing the, the little encounters and unlocking safe houses and just looking for, for random shit. It's fun. Like I've in the past though, with games like Diablo or – games where it's a little bit of a grind or you're getting getting loot and destiny and things like that you know i've always kind of enjoyed the the grind Mm -hmm. and finding new loot that's always been a draw for me um especially you know in the last few years um i found that i like that a lot so i think that's that's what's drawn me in with division even even when i'm playing by myself Uh It, it definitely does have that mindless grind to it but it also has that added uh benefit of what a shooter gives you you know a little bit of skill involved yep uh, with the reward of you know taking a head off or you know killing people yeah the reward Corey, is when you pop a cleaner's uh tank yeah and it blows up to smithereens that's exactly a real visceral reward oh man oh, that yeah. explosion is nice <laughs> especially yeah, you know when it's a named you know what's really cool, too, that I like, that I don't feel like a lot of other games, and this is such a small detail, but I love it. Even after they're dead, if you kill them before their tank blows up, it still blows up. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that for some reason. I don't feel like a lot of games would pay that close attention to it. They would just be like, all right, fuck, they're not paying any attention to this guy. He's already dead. They're not going to notice. Yeah. But I did notice, and I specifically looked to see if it still blew up, and it did. Yeah. And I just thought that was awesome. The attention to detail in the division is unbelievable. Um, Another small one that I noticed, Dan, was when you're sprinting, mm-hmm. if you jump over, uh, say, a gate or something, you continue to sprint when you get off. Mm-hmm. And I think that it would be very frustrating if you kept having to do it over and over again. Yeah, I, I thought that. that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, wor- the world creation, the 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 incredible detail that they put into the world is something I think that's universal in, in everyone that's played the game. Um, it is really a an amazing recreation of uh, Midtown Manhattan. Right, Corey? Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's like a, it's a seamless level design. And one of the things I thought about while playing this game is how a lot of games like this, a lot of shooters uh, try way too hard to make it balanced and fair like halo i think really suffers from this is they they focus on making the level design fair like well we don't want somebody to have perfect cover somewhere because then the enemies can't get to them but i feel like the division is more focused on creating a world that feels uh lived in uh-huh. uh feels uh what's the word i'm looking for uh real i guess yeah then it then it's worried about like what's going to happen with the shooting mechanics and right yeah you oh, I- I agree. You, you can take advantage of your uh, your 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 situation that you're in, you know, cover or whatever. You can use that to your advantage, which is a good strategic thing uh, that I really like about it. Like me and Will played for a little bit. What what night was it? Will was it set Sunday night? Maybe Monday night? I don't I don't know what night it was specifically, but yeah, it was either Sunday or Monday. We were having trouble with uh, with one of the missions that we were doing that had two snipers at the end, uh, and finally, like Lincoln I tunnel. Lincoln Tunnel, yep. yes, that's the one. Uh, we were having some trouble with that, you know, uh, 
we kept having to revive each other or what have you. And finally, like I had Will, I don't, we didn't, we didn't do this consciously, but subconsciously, like I kind of snuck around behind, which is what I ended up doing when, when we all played together last night, I snuck behind and tried to, you know, attack them from behind while everyone else was shooting in that shooting them from the, you know, the front. And it rewards like that kind of strategy. Like, as as opposed to like like Corey said, having everything perfectly balanced, you know, it, it definitely because I could have uh, you know not done that and hung out in front and sprayed and prayed, spray and pray, and or, or got shot in the head and, and went down. You know, the the balance wasn't necessarily there because once I snuck around behind, it was easy. But I felt but rewarded that for that. Feel better? Exactly. I was. I felt rewarded for that. Yeah, because uh, it wasn't well, it, easy to get there for one thing. Because one shot in the head and you, you get oh, knocked down. Oh, those snipers—they do a fuck ton of damage. Don't yes, they? they do. One thing I noticed when we were playing, and it's something we did without even like saying it—that we all had our different ways of like how we were attacking an area. Like I was noticing Eric and Corey going up high a lot of the time, and me and Dan were on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of liked how we split up effectively to like attack an area to take out the enemy without even like communicating, like without saying anything. Like we were just, you know, splitting up and trying to get like in good positions that we were all able to take out take out everyone. Yeah, I always like to try and flank. That's my thing. Yeah. That's the best plan of attack. I, I like to sneak around while while they're occupied from the front. I like to sneak around and uh, you know hit them in the backside. Because the game does do the MMO like threat level kind of thing. So yeah. if you're if you're not bothering the enemy, you can sneak around and they will pay no attention to you until you start shooting them from behind. And then all of a sudden they're being pincered, and it's it's uh, really effective. Uh, one of my favorite things that uh, Jeff and I were doing on there, uh, we both had marksman rifles, so we would go up and sneak in close to a group of guys and we would just, you know, we'd say, all right, I got the guys on the left. You got the guys on the right. And we would just one shot, headshot, kill, drop like four guys like that. And it was the coolest thing in the world. And like all the other guys that were still there are like running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Like, Oh, Holy shit. What the hell just happened? Like, you know, and it was just such a cool thing. And then depending on what skills you've got, like, after you've done that, you can throw a turret in there that will set up and start shooting people. Uh, I personally, I am partial to this the seeker mine. Um, there's just so many cool ways that you can plan an attack on guys. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and how good is the cover? Yeah, it good. works really well. Running between cover points works. <laughs> perfectly it does absolutely like, it just i was i was so impressed with like you know even if you're if you're jumping over something to get to another cover point it never glitches it never you know knocks you off your course it's always you're just going right to where you wanted to go and it just works yeah i to- i totally agree with that i heard uh someone describe it as gears of waterlands is the type of game Ooh, uh, i like that <laughs> that the division Genius. is yeah um, you know, it's a little bit Gears of War with the cover shooting and, mecha- and mechanics, but it's also uh, very RPG like Borderlands is. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a good good mix of those two games. Yeah. Uh, what kind of builds are you guys going with as far as your skills and whatnot? I haven't really like done a build yet. Like my my solo character, because um, I have a solo character and I have a character that I'm gonna play with. You know, with everyone else. 
Um, my soul character obviously is able to like heal itself, but I'm also going to do the turret thing just to make, mm-hmm. make everything easier. Like, uh, as a, as a solo character, um, and you know, that, what's and then, great about the turret, Dan, what's that? Especially if you're playing it by yourself is a lot of, as long as there's not too many guys around, uh-huh. it's very good for suppressing. Okay. Yeah. So it'll keep one guy pinned down to kind of, you know, keep him at bay from shooting you while you're getting sneaking other around. Guys. Yeah. Or sneaking around or, or, you know, yeah. Getting other guys or or trying to flank like I like to mm-hmm. do. Okay, that's yep. good, that's good to know. Because like I said, I, I do want to have a, a solo character that I play through uh, by myself, and then and then my multiplayer character, co-op character, if you will. Who, incidentally, uh, if you know who this person is, my character looks exactly like James Neal of the National Predators. It's uncanny. I sent Will the picture. Um, I was gonna make I was gonna make all female characters, uh, but when I was going to make my multiplayer character, uh, I the the very first like face I saw looked exactly like James Neal. So I was like, I'm just I gotta be James Neal. Maybe they modeled that character after they him, that they could was. have. I'll send you guys the the guys the pictures. It's pr- it's pretty crazy how close he looks to huh. James Neal. Maybe we'll get a Lindsay Lohan style lawsuit. Maybe maybe he'll sue. <laughs> Can only hope. Maybe I can't imagine him running out of money like Lindsay Lohan's running out of money, but you never know. <laughs> running out of money and fame. Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh so as far as my build goes, when yeah. I play with Jeff, um, I am the team's medic. Um and I also uh, have recently switched from the marksman rifle to the shotgun. Okay. Because I got a really nice shotgun and Jeff's pretty good with that with the sniper. So we've got kind of all bases covered there. So he does the sniper and more attack-focused skills, and I do the healing. Um, have any of you gotten far enough to unlock a special skill yet? Which like is a... the last one in each each category. A no. master skill? So you know how each wing has a part of it that is 1,000 points to yeah. unlock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to unlock that one to get the special skill. Okay. Is that the, the master skill at the end of the line, right? Sure. I thought it was special skill, but it might be master skill. I think I'd, I'm just terminology-wise, I don't remember. Okay. Well, anyway, you hit LB. Well, I'm playing on Xbox, so you hit the two bumpers, LB and RB, um, to activate it. And the one that I have is awesome. It's the uh, medical wing one. And I, I may leave out something that it does, but it can revive at a distance, and it will overheal past max health. And it does something else, too, that I can't remember. But it's like when shit really hits the fan, you throw it out and revive teammates and it's really really helpful um but yeah so i've been working on unlocking all those the special skills for for the branches and the only one i have left is the uh security branch Mm -hmm. so jeff actually just unlocked the one for the tech tech branch so we're, we're rolling with those two right now and our team's pretty sweet using the shotgun is very satisfying too because those things do a lot of damage when you get up close yeah and and it's perfect for the cover-based combat, too, because there's so many different routes you can take around the in the way that they've laid out the cover in every area. Like, you can just go from cover to cover and just make your way up close as you possibly can to these guys and just pop up and just blast them seven times with a shotgun. And, you know, if it's a yellow guy, you can take out their shields. Meanwhile, I've got Jeff out, out back with a sniper rifle waiting to pounce with some headshots yeah. after I get the shields down. Like, it's it's just so satisfying, like, being able to set things like that up. Yeah. And then you see the the item drop at the end, and you're like, 
the son of a bitch, this is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I've I've been surprised how much I've enjoyed the division to this so point. So have I. Um, because like you said, like it's kind of it's kind of it's like a between average and good game, you know? Yeah, but yeah, like, it's like just, a, what a seven and a half, eight? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. But like, I've had so much fun playing it, yep. both with you guys and and by myself. Even like, I don't yep. know, I've just had a, a really good time playing it. I don't know <laughs> if it's gonna have longevity. Like, I don't know if I'll be playing it a year from now, but. Uh, my six months that I'll have with it, you know, I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it. You know, I do. I think we should discuss the longevity of the game. Yeah. Shortly. Yeah. Um, but like Corey was saying, he he mentioned the word mindless. Mm-hmm. It almost is mindless. Like, yeah. you are basically just going from place to place, shooting a bunch of guys and getting loot. Like mm-hmm. that's basically what the game is. Looter. But the mechanics are so good. The, the satisfaction that you get from going from place to place, finding a phone conversation, finding an intel file on a, on a fallen agent, finding an echo, like, and being able to see, like, the name of the people that are in the echo and, and what happened to them and the things that you find from place to place, like, it's just so satisfying. It's mm-hmm. There's nothing spectacular about it but everything put together is yeah. just so good and that's a ubisoft thing right is that like sort of mindless uh check the box here and there <laughs> uh, but yeah. this game has the other element of like addiction to that yeah which is the next step for me and i i really think it's maybe ubisoft's best game ever i could see that argument De- i mean depending on your parameters for that i think yeah. in terms of uh my enjoyment my personal subjective enjoyment of one of their games, I think this is my favorite. It's mm-hmm. their best-selling new IP ever. Yeah, yeah. A lot. One of the things I get a lot of satisfaction too is uh, like when you complete a mission or find a piece of loot, like the noises, the beeps and boops and stuff. Like, oh, that's all, that's all like super satisfying. Even just when the that. Loot drops. Yeah, even just that. Like or or like I said, you when you, when you complete a mission. Uh, the 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 whole map thing, like it's all the the UI is all also very very well yep. done, very um, modern. It it kind of yep. sets the bar in my opinion for what game should be. Oh, yeah, I totally. do feel like the uh, the map is a bit overload at times. There's it's very busy. Okay, but it, it's it's not terrible by any means. I like it, right. but I have heard a few people that I've played with say it's a little busy for them. Right. So I think that is that is a valid mm-hmm. argument. Dan, just going back to your comment about the sounds, uh, the biggest sound I noticed and loved was the rip of material when you hit somebody with a bullet. Yeah. Like that rip of like Kevlar is just such a rewarding sound. It's great. And I haven't heard it in any other game. Granted, I haven't really spent too much time with the modern Call of Duties and stuff. I don't know if they do that, but it's a very rewarding pop. Totally. Totally. Will. So do you want to talk about the longevity or you well, want something with let, from Will? Let's get Will Will's thoughts first on, on the division. Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> what do you think? Um, so I really like the division. I've only put in four hours into the game, but so far, I don't know, as you guys said, what it is. I think it's just like the whole package, but I just like really enjoy it and have a ton of fun playing it. I don't know if I would if I played solo. Uh, I'm going to try that soon, but... Just, like, everything about it. I just love teaming up with you guys and, like, going out into the ravaged New York City and just shooting up some bad guys and doing missions and whatnot. And 
just like as you guys said, the little touches to the game that they add. Like we were talking while we were playing yesterday that like the architecture that they put into the game and like going through the subway station was just like so cool and they just put so much of that into the game and it feels just so so massive. A lot of it's 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 practical uh, level design, but it's also seamless. And like I I have to throw my Fallout 4 criticism in here uh, where that felt kind of repetitive and just like trash, like copy and paste trash everywhere. I feel Mm -hmm. like every at least every story mission I've been to in the division feels unique uh, and and practical to its environment that it's set in. It doesn't feel like somebody just copied and pasted junk from from one room to another room uh, for the sake of of time to yeah. save some time. It's 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 it goes back to that attention to detail thing. And you were a resident of New York City for a few years anyway. Absolutely. So. I mean, I, they skip a street here and there, and the yeah. streets are a little bit wider than they should be. But uh, uh, it turns out my old place of employment is in the game, and it's uh, the highest level zone. Light oh, zone. Really? Yeah. Nice. Really, Mid- Midtown East. Cool. So I haven't been there yet, but uh, hot damn, hot damn! I can't wait. I like that. That's awesome. Oh, we're gonna have to check that out then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you: Where do we go from here with the division? Now, granted, none of us are at the end game yet. No, I've heard the end and game. I've go heard ahead. the end game's not great. I feel that's my thought is it's probably not going to be great and it probably won't keep me on. Yeah. But uh, there's clearly a a lot to build from here. Yeah. And as we've seen from Destiny, uh, the game, uh, Destiny got exponentially better after release with the the Taken King. Um, and, And the Division is already, you know, that far ahead of Destiny with releasing a great game to begin with. Right. I guess I've already said it's not a great game, but a good <laughs> game to begin with. Um, you know, so I, I don't An know enjoyable what the game. End game will offer. Yeah, because the Dark Zone, I, I don't know if that's something where I would want to go every day to continue my time with a division. I really yeah. don't think it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't. I, it doesn't appeal to me all that much. Like once in a while, it's it's pretty fun, but. Um, I think that uh, I will probably buy into the DLC like I did with Destiny. And each time they put something new out, as long as it looks good, I will probably buy into it and, mm-hmm. and go back to the Division and, and play what they've put out because I, I think they've done such a good job with what they have now. Yeah. But how do you feel about the longevity of the, the vanilla Division? Yeah, I mean, I've never been like an end game content kind of person. Like, I'll probably play through the story. Uh, I'll do a little bit of the uh dark zone stuff but like it was never going to have that much longevity for me anyway uh if it does keep me in the end game stuff that that would be a really positive thing i think uh, i mean the only game out of all the games i've played that i've done end game content is guild wars 2 um which is which is you know saying a lot cuz i i really never get to that point but um yeah, I mean, if I get my 20 or 30 hours worth of the uh, story missions and stuff and, and fun with you guys, like I, I feel like that'll be a success for the game. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I, I do think that uh, one of the things that suggested, I guess, for endgame content was more like raid stuff for a four-man group. 
Yeah, that would that, be awesome. That that they would like to see that added, and I don't know what what exact. I never looked into what exactly they that the division had planned for their their expansions or DLC or whatever. But that would be a good thing to add, I think, because I would I rather do that than multiplayer stuff. Okay, I, I would do rather. Believe s- I've heard that. Okay, yeah, I'd r- much rather see that sort of thing than like multiplayer or uh, co- oh, yeah. uh, competitive multiplayer stuff. You know. I'd rather well, see it's probably, the it's probably not even four player, you know, like the, the popularity of this game gives it an opportunity to demand more from the community and they could say, OK, our new raids, which I think you're right, Dan, I'm in I'm in your camp yeah. uh, in that I think it's going to be raids is going to be the big thing. Um, it's going to be 16 man groups. That's like cool. up to the community to figure that out, like figure out, you know, if it's uh, guilds offline, whatever kind of thing you do, clans, whatever. Uh, I think the game's popularity can can take advantage of that and do that. Uh huh. So that would know. keep me in. That yeah. would keep me going back. It's sure. it's. I mean, it's loot. Everybody wants loot. Everybody Fat wants loot. the the bigger. You know, the the bigger, better, stronger, faster, whatever. Yep. Uh, and if the raids oh. are what reward that, then so be it. You know, we didn't talk about. Maybe we did touch on it last week, but with the loot. Uh, figuring out whether you want to lose like stamina, health, or skill power and things like that, I find that to be very interesting and it makes me very anxious. Mm. Although I don't feel like it actually matters, it still makes me very anxious when I lose 800 health or 800 DPS. Like it makes me anxious, and I, but I, I say to myself, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. But I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know what I mean? I, no, yeah, I, I'm of the same mind too because I haven't had uh at least for things my level, I haven't had enough of an issue with the game where I really need to focus on okay, do I need my stamina? Do I need my right. whatever whatever? Uh but at the same rate, I'm always super conscious of making my guy the best he can be, which often comes down to having the best weapon possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so much concerned with armor, but when I do, like, I pretty much just look at the armor level of my armor and the level of the armor and and go with the highest. Oh, see, I don't look at the armor level too often. Yeah. I would obviously prefer it to be higher, but, like, I look more at which stats it increases and decreases. Yeah, so my guy, like, I I love the marksman rifles. Yeah. Um, that said, I do switch whatever weapons best, whatever weapon I have that's best uh, is the one I go with. But generally, I, I try to stick with a marksman, and I do have a few pieces of equipment with less armor that give me a bonus to marksman damage. So I do kind of stick with those. That's the other thing that, uh, that will sway me one way or another. Like, if I have a piece of armor that's lower level or something like that, but it gives me bonuses to things I use, like yeah. healing things or the, the Seeker Mind, then I will put that on instead. Um, and I have noticed differences with, like, reload times. And, and um, I put a clip in one of my guns that I didn't feel like held enough bullets um, to, like, finish guys off. And, you know, consistently. Mm-hmm. So I put a clip in it that gave me ten more bullets, and it was much better. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I noticed that. I honestly didn't think that that would make much of a difference, but when, because I had my my like main solo character, and then when I played with Will, like going back, even though it was like the same kind of gun, it didn't have the same like attachments to it or same mods to it, uh, and it definitely made a, hu- a huge difference, much bigger difference than I w- than I would have thought. Um, because it didn't have yeah. the, the attachment that I had on my on my main character. 
Even uh, where I'm at, my guy's level 16. Uh-huh. And uh, even like the, the mag mods I get right now are like 26% boost to mag size, which for something like the marksman rifles yeah. is kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know, an extra three or four shots yep. is uh, is huge. Yep. Absolutely. That. Totally. Okay. Um, uh, I also wanted to touch on the difficulty of the game. Uh-huh. Because it's a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be. And, and that difficulty only goes up with the more people you have in a group. And it, it actually makes the game way more engaging and fun. Totally. Like, it's great. We all played the... What what mission was it again, Eric? The one we played last night that we had some we, hard time with at the end? Damn it. Was the, it, uh, it wasn't Lincoln Tunnel, was it? No. No, we were going through the it was, it was quarantine with, zone with the survivors. With the crane. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember what mission, what what the name of the yeah, mission was, but uh, I think it was a medical. It was for the uh, medical wing. It was to get the the DNA samples or whatever the virus. Yeah, we all ended up dying except for Corey. Corey's the only one that uh, didn't end up croaking during that. Sounds about right. Yeah. Well, he was doing his no bullet playthrough. <laughs> Corey was yeah, doing. He was doing his slaps only. He was doing a lot of melee attacks. Well, when it was easy and we weren't getting destroyed i would just like get bored and i just run up and use my submachine gun and melee guys yeah <laughs> it was fun that was a lot of fun i had a, i had a blast doing that I'm, I'm trying to figure out um i don't know if you guys want to saturday night was that when you suggested Corey? saturday night saturday some, night is good for me some of the division i can do that eric saturday night you say saturday night I'm fucking in. All right, fucking in. Hey. Um, how did it run for you guys? I beautifully, specifically on PC, I guess. Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's pretty. It it's probably about the same for Xbox One and PS4, I would think. But um, I had a crash on um, Xbox, maybe two. Okay. Uh, back to back to uh, main screen crash. Uh-huh. Um, as far as PC goes, it's run great, except for the first time I booted it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just the, the screen went black, and as people know that listen to our podcast, I don't know shit about computers. Yeah. So I immediately was like, "Hey Dan, why is my screen just black?" Uh-huh. And he sent me a post from Reddit where that was happening to other people, and I had to hit Alt Enter, which takes Put, you to windowed mode. Is it takes that... you into windowed yeah. mode. Yeah. Okay. See, I, that, I, I don't know any of that. That actually happened to me when the first time I booted up the closed beta. I, the same exact thing happened to me. Like the resolution got screwed up somehow, uh, and then you once you went in and like changed the resolution to nineteen twenty by ten eighty, it cleared it up. Uh, but I had the same exact same exact problem. But it, I mean, it, other than that, it runs great. Runs like, great. I have had no issues. Okay, Corey, how about how about you? You've got a kind of an you and Eric both have kind of older graphics cards in your. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm just wondering. Graphics cards terrible. I'm just wondering. It's not terrible. No, it it's actually just it actually ran really well. Okay. Uh, it's a shitty fucking still graphics. Runs. And I, I did have the same issue as Eric, to be honest. Okay. One time I booted it up and it, the screen was just black. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a, I just closed it and rebooted it and it yep. was fine. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it runs smooth. I don't get very many frame rate hiccups. Uh, it's pretty consistent throughout, even when it starts blizzarding. Okay. I don't know. No complaints for me for for PC, and I have heard that it it does look. Uh, I guess it depends on your graphics card but system. The, the PC is uh, the tits. Well, isn't it always though? I mean, that's no shock. Yeah, in general. It, Although I have to say, um, 
There was another game I played where I played it on PC. Battle, well, I, I played it on a console. Was it was it Battlefront? Yes, it was Battlefront. Battlefront. You're right. I played the beta on PS4. I thought, wow, you know, it doesn't look all that great. Went to PC and was like, holy shit, does this look good on here? And I went back to PS4 and I was like, wow, this looks really bad compared to PC. I have not had that feeling with the division. Yeah, I've heard it looks good like across the board, and I think that's um that's the new engine that Ubisoft used, the Snowdrop engine. It's oh. it's it's really impressive, uh, really impressive engine. Um, the detail I think in it is is astounding, you know. Um, but but you know I think that's that that's the versatility of the engine, and I hope they use start using that in other games because it's it's really well done, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's completely new for the division. Hopefully they start licensing it or using it for their other games, you know. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what their DLC plans are. Yeah. yeah. You know. Have we we haven't heard anything other than like just the cost of the DLC, right? And that it's Xbox. Yeah, it comes to Xbox a month first. Month. Oh, it's a month early on on Xbox for then for uh, P- PC and PS4. Mm-hmm. So well, that with, means uh, Microsoft's new uh, cross platform maybe they'll just give it to PC too. I don't know. That'd be cool. Um, so we thought about that later. Well, we can find out from Eric like what's in the DLC, and then to figure out if we want to buy it or not. We'll we'll, we'll hear from Eric Let that first. Sucker, Eric, get it and figure it out. Well, you, uh, you said you're going to get it, right? I, I mean, most likely. It as long as Jeff gets it, right, right, right. Thanks, Eric. The, yeah, you're welcome. Will. <laughs> so, so we'll keep you posted on what's what's involved with the the division DLC. Hopefully um, it comes Mark. soon because people are maxing out pretty quick. I only I have twelve hours on my game, uh-huh. and I'm already level sixteen in the light zone and sixteen in the dark zone. I believe I heard Gersman say that when you get to thirty, it unlocks daily quests. So that's something that it unlocks that you can mm-hmm. do every day. But like, I, I can't imagine they're much different than what you've been doing. Yeah, I would do well, that like once in a while, you know. I mean, level 1 to 16, it's all kind of felt the same. The story missions are good. I've yeah. had fun with the story missions. Uh, granted, I've played every one of them with a group, which we should also say the matchmaking built into the game I think is awesome. It yeah. works really well. It makes oh, it really yeah. easy. Easy to find a group, easy to find people to play with. Same with the Dark Zone. What I kind of discovered going into the Dark Zone was if I just followed somebody around long enough and helped them, they'd invite me to their group. And it's worked to my advantage a bunch of times okay um and i actually today i played uh i had two four-person groups for about two hours each uh separately and uh actually made some friends uh some you play friends out of the hey yeah look at you uh, growing up you play friends that's a goal right there that doesn't happen very often got people to play with the goal for you play group or any online game, I guess, is just to find people that don't annoy you. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. when you find them, they're like gold. Yeah. That's cool. Latch onto them and and make the most of it. But it was fun. Uh, right before we started recording, I think it was around 6 o'clock tonight, I was playing with these guys, and uh, we were cruising through the dark zone, and uh, the one guy in our group didn't have a mic, and he kept typing to all of us. And he kept saying, like, you want to off that guy? And nobody <laughs> saw it but me, but I didn't say anything. And he kept saying it, and it was really awkward every time. Or maybe the other guys did see it. They just didn't say anything. That's kind of – that's old school right there, though. Yeah, know? he's like, you want to you wanna get him? You want to get him? You want to get him? And nobody would ever say anything. And then the one time, uh, one of our guys died from an NPC, 
and another agent came and took his loot that he dropped, even though we were all standing in a circle around it pointing guns at him. Uh, so he took the loot, and then the the guy who kept typing was like, let's off that guy. And then finally one of the guys in our group was like, yeah, let's do it. So we just gunned him down and killed him. That's fantastic. Um, but that's not – we didn't talk too much about the Dark Zone. But I uh, have not done the Dark Zone since I, like, bought the game and played uh, it, you know, I think as there's a purchase a lot, owner. I think there's a lot of good to come out of the Dark Zone. It's It was a pretty quiet uh, in my experience the last two nights that I played. Mm-hmm. I, play, I was in the Dark Zone for probably five hours today and uh, got two four-person groups, and most of the time we didn't see anybody else. And I think part of the issue right now is that the reward for going rogue isn't yeah. really worth – going rogue at this point i've heard that a couple different places yeah i think ubisoft is going to do some balancing with that um but we also had a great time i like i had so much fun in the dark zone and got all my best loot in the dark zone i went in at level 15 or 14 which is right uh the last level you can be in the first bracket and then again i went in at level 16 so uh experience what it was like to be at the end of the bracket and then at the beginning of the bracket for the next one and both times i got like the best loot possible for my character so which makes sense that they do that you know it's a yeah it's a good way to get good loot as long as you can get in a group who is you know willing to help you and protect you and get your gear extracted and stuff that's what Uh, we should do on saturday yeah i would love to and like i said like there's just not there's not too much action there's not too many npcs roam in the dark zone because it's just not worth it at this point to, right. to go rogue so we'll just have to waste anyone that comes near us yeah somebody put out a, a map that's a good path to follow to get the best loot okay i saved it to my phone nice. i'll send it to you guys beautiful that's another another part of this game uh is just the exploration aspect and dan you found that one chest that eric mentioned yeah eric eric after you left last night i i spent some time searching around and i found that chest yeah where the fuck was it it was like it was that that building you know that that we were in it was off to the left of that and there was two fences you had to jump over and then there was like a kind of a serpentine labyrinth or whatever and that was like around the corner over there good loots in there I yeah. got I got a I got a blue gun. Yeah, that's good loot. Yeah. Um yeah, those anytime I find one of those uh green lock block lock boxes, I get a a chub going. A chub a little, yeah. little half mask. man. That's what this game it's like uh catch the dragon. What's the South Park? Oh, okay. oh yeah. Heroin hero. <laughs> Heroin hero. Heroin <laughs> hero. You're never gonna catch the dragon. <laughs> Come on, catch that's me. That's what it feels like. It, well one of my favorite uh, experiences of the game was right after Eric logged out, we went to Times Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just going through the subways and wasting all those guys. You guys took off without me, and I was fighting all the guys in the subway, and then you came up behind them and helped me out and killed them. But then we went to the like Times Square and was were exploring on top of buildings, and we found the drone and like found loot, and I don't know. like The game is just it's very impressive. We came out of the subway, because... and it, there was a snowstorm at that point. But everything was like a weird purple hue because we were in Times Square. So yeah. it was very like it was very surreal moment because we popped out and there was a bunch of bad guys there that were a lot higher level than us. I think they were level like 10 maybe and we were level 7 or 8. Um, so we had kind of a hard fight in the snow with all the weird lighting and stuff. It was very it was a very surreal weird moment, but it was it was awesome at the yeah. same time. Oh, nice. don't get me going on the snow. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic great. snow. 
oh, it's it so good. looks fa- beautiful. Absolutely I forget beautiful. where it was, but have any of you guys been to the? I think it's called the library. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, it's I like haven't. it's coated in snow or ash or something from the outside. It's in the dark zone. I have not oh, been no, in the dark I zone. Been there. It's really cool looking. Hmm. I'll have to venture in on my Xbox. Yeah. Venture in on the PC, bro. Well, I I'd like to get up to level ten first before I do that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm level nine on my main and like level eight on my co-op character. So, still pretty far behind. That's all right. You can still group up, right? Yeah. That's the I'm only thing about this game. Like, you have to be pretty close in level to group up with friends, and if you're not, it's not worth it. Yeah, really? I've heard like yeah, you not have worth to be it for who the higher level or the lower level. Higher level, anybody involved? Yeah, I think really? I think you have to be within like three levels. Otherwise, it doesn't it doesn't scale well for for the now, higher level person. I think they have a really so, easy time, and then the lower level person like has a really hard time with. I I may be wrong about this, but it has been my experience, I feel like, that whoever the group leader is, is who it will scale to. Uh-huh. So I was the group leader one night with Jeff and his brother, and his brother had been on vacation since the game came out, so he hadn't played really. So he was much f- uh, further behind than we were, and he joined our group, and he couldn't do any damage to the guys we were fighting. And, like, that's no fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, was, uh, he wasn't it's, having any fun. It's pointless. But, yeah, and, and if we group with him, like, we're not going to have any fun. Because they're all going to be much lower level. Yeah, one shot kill. Yeah, so I don't know. That's the only thing. Yeah, I wish that was a little different, but I've seen that uh, complained about elsewhere. Paul Tassie actually from Forbes Games wrote a good article on ten things they need to fix in the division, and that was one of them: the level scaling for for grouping up with people that are lower or higher level than you. So yeah. I would also like to see some kind of uh, stat readout, like after if you do a story mission with a group. Or yeah, something. to see who did the most damage, uh, you know, Which, who, who, who I, got sure down the most. Brag. No, no, no. <laughs> I should I should be careful though because uh, part of <laughs> all my experience in the dark zone today, uh, my enjoyment from that came from how little I personally did. I was running around searching for treasure. Uh, I let all my teammates do the do the legwork, oh and they were none the wiser, you know. Yeah. And I think I think I really do think there's a benefit to that, uh, like for matchmaking and stuff. You know, you don't yeah. you don't want the like heroes of the storm like oh well why'd you pick that build for your character that's yeah. stupid you suck you suck. But at the same time, like like, like you said, it, it, you know, all four of us knowing each other. It yeah. would have been, it would have been fun to see all those stats sure. on, what is it, on, on a readout. That? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then there wasn't there a reward or something. There was the a crown. crown you got to carry around. Yeah. I would have loved that. That's fantastic. Game sucked, but that part was cool. <laughs> That's the best part. It would have been nice to have bragging rights if if you won any of the categories. You know. Oh yeah, yeah the, the co op competitive. Yeah, I think is uh, the word we're looking for. Yep. Good stuff. Okay. Any other thoughts on the division? Oh, no, this... I don't think so. I wanted to ask you guys, how into the story are you? Do you care? I'm pretty, I love it. I'm it's a lot great. more interested than I thought I would be. Yeah. I care, uh, but I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. I, I'm pre- I'm fairly interested in it. I've I've enjoyed it to this point. Uh, not very opening, far in. Uh, cinematic was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm into the the whole four factions thing and the the cleaners. I think is a is a cool aspect of the story. Yeah, like they're the guys that just their cure for the problem was just burn everything. Burn everything, yeah, to kill all the germs. Yeah, they're like you, the Nazis. Yep, and the uh, the not the intel is it the intel where you can see like the video clips of things that went on. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's pretty cool. Not just the echo, but the actual oh the uh, actual like, clips. Yeah, cut scenes. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm into it. Granted, I think it's uh, ridiculous, but I'm still into it. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool concept too. Like uh, Black Friday money attack. Like, yeah, that would totally work. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, on normal people, it would. Us, I, like I never have any money on me. So, well, no, I don't use cash, so no. it wouldn't affect me at all. No, unless they could figure out how to get it on my debit card, yeah. I'd be safe. <laughs> Well, they could put it in the credit card reader. The they strip. could, yes, I would get it that way. Although, I don't want to give any no. ideas here, but <laughs> unless it unless it was in a gas pump, no. Nope. I've been saying it for years. What's the best way to infect uh, mass population of the United States? Gas pump, Money. flu shots. No. Eh. Oh yeah. You Contaminate think? those puppies at the CDC. Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I've never gotten a flu shot. That wouldn't affect me. Well. No, but a lot of people do. That's true. I I have the last couple of years because they're free at work, and I'm just like, eh, why not? I'm afraid of needles, so flu shot would oh, never work. Oh, yeah. Terrified. Needles just, don't bother me. Yeah, you just don't even look. It's over with before you know. I'm a quivering ball of fat when I see a needle coming here. I actually like to watch it. I don't know. That's and weird. I, I'm always the one that has to take my kids to get shots, and like... <laughs> I have to put on a brave face because I don't want them to be afraid of their shots. But I, deep down <laughs> Max inside, hold, I'm Max, li- hold daddy's hand. Yeah, deep down inside, <laughs> I'm, I'm shitting my pants. Oh, dad, you're hurting my hand. Squeeze, don't squeeze harder, so Max. hard. Yeah, so that's. that's Mine my is uh, snakes shots. and heights. I don't like heights either. Spiders. Blood. I don't like blood. Spiders. I never got spiders. Like, what? What's the problem? They're disgusting looking. I'm not talking like the tiny little spiders. I'm talking. Oh, like... you are. Tarantulas. Well, I can't say no because I'm the kid <laughs> who asked my father to take care of them. Right. The That's kid right. who's also 21. <laughs> Which is my next plan. 21. 21 and buff. <laughs> buff and like a ma fucker. Asking my dad to kill spiders for me. And we're mom. So, just briefly, speaking of gross creepiness, uh, I opened up my dishwasher yesterday, and there was something fluffy in the bottom of it. And I looked, and it was a decapitated mouse. Really? What? In the bottom of my dishwasher. How did that happen? I don't know. It's bizarre. I think I know. It's that cute little thing behind you on the bed. Oh, Fiona. Um, I wish wish he chased the mice. I don't know. I think what happened was it was, like, in there, and we closed the door, and that's what cut its head off. And then it, it got washed with our dishes because it was all bleached on the bottom of it. Did you uh-huh. rewash the dishes after that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a painful death. Yeah, that sucks. Death by dishwashing. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Hey, hey, can I, before we get back on topic, uh-huh. what do you think of dishwashers? I love it. Yeah. I don't. Why? I can, I can see that. Here's the thing. When when you have here? children and they use like three or four plates per meal. Yeah. 
I was going to say, living by myself right now, and I think even when my wife gets down here, yeah, I actually prefer to hand wash yeah, at, be, because we don't use that many dishes, A, and B, they don't dry in there, and it fucking pisses me off. You didn't have a dry cycle? No, well, I have it on dry, like heat, heat dry, is that? Yeah. It says it's on. It doesn't do it. But there's huh. still water on like the, the glasses and shit. Just mm. Yeah, and then it leaves water spots. Yeah, and, and if it dried, I'd be I'd be fantastic. Yeah, maybe it's broken. Maybe. It I mean, I never empty mine as soon as it's done. Like I usually, I'll run it at night because I, I pretty Dan, much do a load of dishes every day in the dishwasher. Dan, you've met me. Do you think I do it the day they're done? No, <laughs> not a chance. So I leave it overnight, like usually open, and uh, in the morning, like when I unload it, it's it's all dried out. Sometimes I'll get some water spots, but yeah, I would uh, I would probably jump off my roof if if we didn't have a dishwasher because all all the bottles and cups and plates and you know the kids forks and it's it's a mess plus me you know video games my my three or four coffee cups in a day video games that's pretty good wait you don't use the same coffee cup no why crazy use a different one every time you get a cup of coffee yeah I use the same one for days. Oh yeah. It doesn't get washed. I use a different one. I rinse it out maybe. Give yeah, it a little give it a little rinse. Water. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not I'm anything that's gonna water. kill any germs. No. <laughs> Cold water rinse. Yeah. Final thoughts on the division. Uh if you got buddies to play it with, you should definitely get it. And maybe if you don't. I can't. I don't know if I'm ready to recommend it for a solo player, but Dan, it sounds like you are. Yeah, I feel like it. Like, it's kind of like I just like playing game. Like even MMORPGs, like I can play by myself, which I feel like a lot of people can't do. So I don't know if I would recommend it for a solo player, but I've I've enjoyed it as a as a solo player. Um, like Corey said. It's easy enough to find a group of people you don't know with all the matchmaking tools in the game that uh, even if you don't mind, like, grouping up with others, like, you you can have a good time that way. Um, so I, I, I would recommend it, too. It's it's a really, really well, re- really well done, really well polished game to this point. Yeah. Corey, Corey, final thoughts? Yeah, no, that's, uh, I, th- I think it's a must play, honestly. I, I, I think it's uh, impressive. I think is the best adjective I can come up with. And yeah, it has uh, some issues here and there and who knows what's going to happen with uh, end game content and all that. But I, I really think it's a must play and uh, it gives you, it gives you all the tools you need to have the most fun possible in that game, which is with a group with people that you're talking to and interacting with, or maybe you're not, maybe you're just mindlessly doing something else. And, but that's where I think that game is, uh, or this game is, is, is at its best. Mm-hmm. Does anybody feel like this is a game of the year contender for them? I do. Really? I think there's enough going on uh, that it's it's one of the, like, I was thinking about this earlier, um, like how I define game of the years. And sometimes it's just, like, it's one of those things that you know it when you see it, like porno. <laughs> like porno in the Supreme Court. You only know it when you see it. I don't know if I would put it as game of the year I, contender. You lost me there, but all right. <laughs> I would you guys put never it, heard that before. I would put no. it as biggest surprise. Like I'm surprised at how much I like it. 
I really okay. am. I think I honestly I feel like the attention to detail and yeah, the level oh, yeah. design is enough to qualify it for sure. uh at this point anyway, you know, we're only in March. I would never still to come out. I would never say if someone recommended the division for game of the year, I would never say no, it's not worthy of that. I don't know if I would pick I, I it personally, I but I wouldn't I say it's, to make that argument. I would say I would never say it's not worthy of game of the year. I mean it's hard to pick now too, especially for me because I haven't played through all of the content i could see this being thought of for game of the year for me but i don't know how high it would even rank up with games like i've played fire emblem this year and i really like stardew valley and all the stuff that's coming out later yeah dark souls comes out quantum breaks coming out next month yeah Uncharted. dark souls so, is less than a month which is crazy so fucking salt and sick. sanctuary is going to be pretty high on Corey's list too yeah and maybe dance what did we learn about saying Corey would like a certain game? <laughs> I God damn it. Corey, I just cannot imagine Corey not liking that game. I can't thought, fucking imagine it. You thought he would love The Witness. I did love Corey The Witness. Corey doesn't like that game. I'm jumping. I did love The Witness. For 15 hours. Yeah. So that's how long everybody liked it. 20 hours <laughs> or whatever. Until you couldn't get any further without cheating. There's a handful <laughs> of people that loved it till the end, but I think probably most people well, that like was me said, i loved it until the end sequence and i'm like fuck this what a waste of time yeah i gotta look that up still okay didn't we decide you got a beaten game out of that i don't care i don't want one <laughs> doesn't i'm not like i that's been my thing is this year is i'm not i'm not gonna beat a lot of games i'm just gonna play games until i get sick of them there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong because I'm a person that has to beat games because otherwise I think about them and I go back and I'm like, man, I wish I had beaten that game. I don't know, man. It's just when I when I stop getting something out of a game is when I'm going to stop playing oh, it. Oh, I totally hear you. Yeah. But I, if I don't beat a game, I think about it and think, man, I wish I, sh- I should have just beaten that when I had just, the chance. There's a million YouTube videos, man. Shut up. Watch Shut it on YouTube. It's not gonna Watch help. the ending on YouTube. I wish. I wish that would help, but it doesn't. Okay. Uh, do we want to take a quick break before we start uh, no vits in our weeks? Yeah, I could probably use a backup beer. I could use a pee and a couple beers, actually. I already finished my backup beer. <laughs> I've been drinking for uh, hours, so. I'm not, you know. Yeah, we didn't say it's St. Paddy's Day. Did you say that, Dan? No, I didn't. It's St. Paddy's Day. I've been drinking since about 3 o'clock this afternoon. Not heavily, but, you know, I've kept the buzz going all day. Um, I'm drinking a little bit heavily now. So if I don't make sense, that's why. That's all right. That's when we're at our best. Yeah, it's it's not the first time that's happened on one of our podcast episodes. First time in a while, but not the first time. So we'll take a quick break and be back with uh, Nibblewitz in our weeks in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 234 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our Nibblewitz segment. Corey, we will start with you. What do you got? Uh, I've got so many, Dan. Let's hear it. And we'll start with one I know nothing about. Ooh. Uh, A new Oddworld was announced for next year. It's called Oddworld Soulstorm. It's featuring, quote, Abe's horrifying conflict with a terrifying machination. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I played briefly the... Oddworld games for PlayStation? Yeah, I had Oddworld Abe's Exodus, I believe. Yep. yep. Uh, and Odyssey was the first yeah. one. It's like a puzzle platformer type of game. Right. 
It's like uh, I have the new dwarves. and tasty. Yeah, new and tasty was a remake of the first one. Yeah, I have that on PS4. It was free. Uh, apparently, from what I understand, uh, the little details we have about the new Oddworld game, it's a reimagining of Abe's Exodus, which is the second one. Mm-hmm. All right. I think. Uh, the co-founder of the, the developer Oddworld Inhabitants said, quote, there was a deeper, darker, and more sinister story that we never got to tell. Soulstorm gives us the opportunity to flush out more meat on the bones of an original spine but retell the fable from a very different angle. So it sounds like they're getting dark with this one. I'm always down for that. Sounds sure. great. I'm interested. I hope it comes to PC. I don't know if it will or not. I'm sure it will. But I always like the... Uh, I was always interested in the, the Odd World games. I only had yeah, Abe's, Abe's Exodus. I didn't play for that long for whatever reason, but I was always interested in that series. You know what it was for me that sold me on Oddworld? Was that commercial? Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I remember those. We're at the very end. It's like Oddworld, Abe's Exodus. A- Abe's and he's Exodus. like holds up his three fingers up yeah. to the moon. Do you remember that? It still sticks with me. Yeah, it was kind of um, like like kind of tribal or whatever. Yeah. It was kind of neat. It was good yeah. stuff. That's all I have to say about Oddworld. Uh, Tacoma! Was pushed back to next year. Tacoma is the Fulbright company uh, developer of Gone Home. It's their next game. Um, they published a post on their blog saying, "Quote: We sent out a playtest build to a bunch of fellow developers we trust. Took a long, hard look at their feedback and our own feelings on where we are at, and decided to re-examine and rework a number of the core assumptions we had held about the game." Uh, push back to spring of next year. So game sucked then, is what they're saying. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm thinking. When you say uh, core assumptions we'd held about the game, that sounds like the game is flawed. So it was a bad walking well, it sounds simulator. Sounds like it's made by the folks that made Gone Home. Yeah. Hey, I liked Gone Home. I'm just fucking. I never <laughs> played it. I can't have. I don't have any room to say that. I never played it. Game sucks. It was a bad walking simulator instead of a. a Decent oh, walking simulator. Most of them are, in my opinion. It wasn't good. It was good. It was good. It wasn't great. It was good. I'm willing. To, all right, all right, I'll, I'll go I'll with that. that. It was fine. It was a good. It was a good story. Not well game told. of the year. Not change. Not uh, no, life changing. No. Didn't change my life. I played. I played much better walking simulators. Patrick Klepek led me wrong. Yeah. Well, he writes such good articles too. I've been really With enjoying such good heart headlines. I've been really enjoying his stuff on Kotaku. Like really enjoying it. He's he's, he's good, man. Yeah, he's a good writer and everything. We should That's hire why him. I was sold. We should hire him. Yeah, I think he'd be willing to come aboard. Yeah. This little startup. <laughs> this little fourth year startup. I can't pay you, but you can come work for us if you want. Are we done? Uh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we're all set, Corey. All right. I've had my Microsoft! Uh, Eric, you mentioned you had a comment about this. Announced native cross-platform play between Windows 10 and Xbox One. Uh, part of a bigger push to open up the Xbox platform. Everybody's speculating because of where they are in the market, not doing as well. Uh, I've been saying they should do this since the first Xbox. Um, and they're starting with Rocket League is the first game to which PlayStation already does with, with PC, uh, the cross platform thing. So, and they also say like, Oh, we're open up to PlayStation now. 
but from what I understand, it was always Xbox that my Xbox, the Xbox arm of Microsoft that was closed off to everybody else, not the other way around. But they're trying to spin it a little bit differently. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. My thought is, uh, being how shitty Rocket League runs on Xbox, the PC players are going to tear them up. Yeah. Does it run that bad? Oh, yeah. It's pretty noticeable. Tito and I were talking about it this weekend uh, when we were playing Division. Because I told Jeff that when he comes down, because he's only played it on Xbox, I told him when he comes to visit, Play it on I want him to try it on a PS4 yeah. just to see it. But I feel bad because it's going to ruin it for him. <laughs> Because nice. Tito and I were actually saying how, you know, the PC players are going to kill Xbox players. It's definitely like the the whole the whole uh, the way the way the game runs. It, it, it makes a huge difference in a game oh, like yeah. that. You know, a very, very Twitch based game. Uh, you know, if you can run it better on your on your what PC or PS4 uh, than it runs on the Xbox one, uh, you're going to have a huge advantage with that type of game. You know, what do How, you think of uh, play between PlayStation and Xbox? I, I mean, that's good for consumers. I yeah. want the largest console war ever. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it'll happen. I don't, I don't think it will either. I think, so either. I think there might be like two or three games that support yeah. that, but I, I don't. I think it's gonna kind of fall by the wayside. Not on a big scale. Anyway, a game like Battlefront would would uh, benefit from that. Yeah. You know, because. That's one of those ones now. I, I feel like it's going to fall off at some point, but um, now they're bringing already. the DLC. I don't know. No, I usually can get in a game pretty quick when Alex and I jump on there. Gotcha. But, you know, Ooh. they're bringing out DLC now, and it's going to split the player base, so if they kind of combine the two, maybe it wouldn't be as bad. Well, let me ask you guys this, since we're our episode uh, main segment is on The Division. If the Xbox and PC players of The Division can play together, and it leaves PlayStation as the odd man out. Do you think it's in PlayStation's best interest to join in on that or not? I see. I think the PS4 has such a huge lead on system sales. I don't think they care that much. I don't think they do. What is it? Thirty-five million people yeah. have a PS4. And Xbox stopped releasing their sales numbers, so I think probably you're looking at maybe three to one PS4 to Xbox One players. At least. Uh, at <laughs> really? least. Yeah, so I I mean really like a lot of people I, the things I've read have said that this is going to benefit benefit the Xbox one. It's not going to benefit the 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 PS4. Yeah, you know. I think if it, if it benefits anybody, it benefits PC people. Yeah, I could see that. Cuz uh it, I mean it sounds like to me like every Xbox initiative would also come to PC at this point. Yeah. Uh, that's both of them though, too. You know, a lot of PS4 exclusives are PS4, PC, not Street X, not, not Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. Street Fighter. That that's how it is right now. Yeah, PS4 I, and PC play play against each other in Street Fighter. Yeah, really? I, I think so. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? I don't know. PC is like the middle ground between like you'll have your games like like Killer Instinct that are PC uh, and Xbox Dan. One. And then you have your games like, like Eric said, like Street Fighter, that are PS4 and PC. Like it's it's like a weird weird middle ground. It's it's strange. Yeah, I don't know. I just always thought like because of uh, Xbox 
being a Microsoft product, you'd think that Microsoft uh, would take way more advantage of the PC capabilities yeah. than they No Man's Sky. Past. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no Man's Sky is another everything. One. Rocket League up until now. Right. No, you're right, Corey. They they should have crossplay for absolutely everything. There's no reason not to. Oh, I think they're going to from here out. I really do. Cross I can't pl- see the gear the new gears multiplayer's got to be Well, what's what's the incentive incentive for a PC player then? I don't know. I as far like as, if, what do you mean? If uh, so like I've been a PC player this whole generation. I haven't bought a new console yet. Uh what could Microsoft do that would get me to buy an Xbox in addition Nothing. to my PC? I, I I think yeah, I think Eric's right. I think they're starting to realize that there's not a ton of crossover, you know? Okay, but what you're going to play you're going to play games like... on your computer because your computer is going to be able to do everything an Xbox 1 can do, you know? Sure. And it already has been able to do that. Well, exactly. And I think they're starting to realize that they're not going to sell you an Xbox One, so they might as well be able to sell you games that you and can play with people with on Xbox One. Yeah, they're fine with that as a company because Microsoft's fine either way. Sony is not. You know what I mean? Sony needs that. Yeah. You don't buy a PlayStation, like they're fucked. Yeah. You don't buy an Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> still got Windows. Yep. They can still Windows steal you, steal you all your info from from Windows Ten. But you know? no, like I, I, my question isn't you know, it's more like theoretically yeah. they can't do anything, Corey. What could they do to get me to buy an Xbox instead of? Well, they've talked about doing uh, modular Xboxes. Like there's been rumors about that that you could upgrade. Uh, Why would you do that though? When you already have a PC, you can upgrade. Yeah, there's actually That's a really. What I'm asking. There's actually a what really would good give article. Me a reason to do that, there's... I've told you six times, nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Nothing. You know okay. what? There's no Unless reason. They put some crazy ass game that hasn't been announced yet. Okay, there's an looks, there's an idea that looks out of this world amazing. That you'd go drop three hundred and fifty bucks on an Xbox. It would have to be some game for you specifically to go out and buy it. Okay. I think for anyone specifically to buy but it. But Corey, very specific. <laughs> Corey, very specifically. Oh, okay. yeah. No, there was an article, I think it was on Kotaku, about splitting the player base with the upgraded 3DS. Uh, the the Hyrule Warriors version of the th- the uh, that ran on the new 3DS XL ran significantly better than any old 3DS system, almost to the point where it was unplayable on the old 3DS systems, and that's... That's really not good, you know. They 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 talked about that with a like a console upgrades with the know, modular, with yeah. the modular modular uh, version. I, I can tell you, me for one, as somebody who has now purchased, well, kind of purchased two Xbox Ones because I, I traded my first uh, first one in to upgrade to the Elite console. I would be pissed off, yeah, because uh, you know I bought one as an early adopter. I bought a, another one to upgrade from that and like i don't want to keep having to upgrade you know what i mean if i wanted to do that i would be a pc gamer right and i'm not for a reason not just that but a lot of times like like they said the the old the newer games don't run well on the older systems and and you should not be punished for that you know i feel like if it's it's like uh i'll compare it to like uh dish network i'm sorry direct tv Say you've been a DirecTV customer for 10 years, right? Uh, and you got some new guy 
who you're going to give a deal on Sunday ticket that's a $300 package, what, what are you giving the guy that's been a loyal customer for a decade or two? That's Time Warner. You're giving him more money to, to hand you for what reason? That's Time Warner's cable. Time Warner Cable's business plan to a T. Yeah. Screw the customer who you've had for a long time. But let hey, let's uh let's give new customers all the deals. And and I understand that it's a business and they have to make money, but at the same time, like You should reward your you loyal customers. And yeah, and you yeah. can't take it to a point where they're getting fucked over. Yeah. Totally. It's fine to give a good deal to as a new in customer. like good bundles or something to new people, but you know, bundle in a couple of great games, but but don't make it so they're getting a better experience than the people that have been with you for decades. Right. Totally. Yeah. So to answer your question, That's Corey, um, nothing. Nothing. Xbox is screwed. Might as well put all your <laughs> games out on PC. Yeah, they're behind on the generation. They might as well release their games on PC to sell a few extra copies. All right. Well, let's let's. It all uh, goes back to that E3. Oh, totally. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. They but screwed also, themselves like, from the beginning. Don't forget how far behind PlayStation was, and it wasn't until the last year or two that PlayStation really caught up. Yeah, caught up. No, fair enough, but I, I I don't see that happening. I think this is going to be a short span or short life cycle for these these consoles anyway. But man, how good of a lesson would that be in a marketing class? Yeah, I agree. watch these two conferences. Here's what happened afterwards. Here's mm-hmm. where they were the previous generation, and here's what happened afterwards in the new generation. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right about that. Well, I kind of want to go back and watch it again because I remember watching it when it happened, and I was just like, man, Sony is killing it. PlayStation really put the hammer down, and they won the yeah. generation before it even started. Solely off of that, those two press conferences. They won- it was literally just because of that. Totally. Microsoft kind of tried the Apple thing of instead of giving people what they want, telling them what they want. Yeah, Turned yeah. Out didn't that was work. A major mistake. I mean, paying for it into the generation. As it, somebody who just got cable, I've been an Xbox owner for you know, you know since it came out, the Xbox One. I haven't I haven't had cable until recently, but now I, I plug my cable box into my Xbox and run it through that, which is is nice for me. But when my wife moves down here. That's not going to happen. Yeah. She's not going to want to have that running through my Xbox, so it's, again, useless to me. Right. You know, she's not going to want to have to turn the Xbox on to watch cable. You know? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. that The stuff that they, they made such a big deal about, like, while it's convenient for a gamer, it's not really convenient for anybody in your house that is not a gamer. All the entertainment stuff. And uh, if we've learned anything that from this last generation, it's all about the core gamers yeah yeah and because of making a platform that people are interested in. well that's that's all i mean i don't know what what microsoft's angle was at the beginning i know phil spencer's done a lot to rectify the the xbox yeah. brand but um like the whole trying to sell a gaming system to someone who may be only like a casual gamer never made sense to me you know, to to sell the the Xbox One to people as an entertainment device never made sense when you could buy a fifty dollar Roku that could do the exact same thing or almost mm-hmm. the exact same thing. Yeah. That just it was stupid to me from the beginning, and I never understood it. Well, uh, it's uh, I have it on good authority that the Sony PlayStation team uh, was focused 
on their launch of their console on the core gamer. Yeah. I mean, and that was very evident in their conference. That was Absolutely very evident. it was. Um, and it shows. I mean, look look where we are now. I think that's why, again, they fired Don Matrick and hired Phil Spencer as the head of Xbox. I think he's done a lot to repair the brand. I, I, don't, I think it's too late at this point yeah. to catch up to Sony. But, exactly. Um, well, repair the brand is scrap it, I think, honestly, yeah. Yeah. at this point. Like you guys said, you're, I mean, Eric uh, said six, seven times now, <laughs> uh, there's nothing that could get somebody to buy an Xbox at this point. I, I mean, the people that love Halo and love Gears of War already have an Xbox. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's what they have. Those two franchises, who, in my opinion, are stale as shit. Or, or like um, me, are waiting for them to hopefully come out on PC. And they're going to. Yeah. Oh, uh, Eric, they you will did eventually. say Halo was awesome. The new Halo. No, Halo 5 multiplayer was great. Okay. I've never been into the story, but at the same token, like, I would way rather play Bloodborne. Right. Fair enough. You know what I mean? I'm not arguing that Xbox has more good exclusives, but I would argue that Sony has, uh, while they're fewer in number, they're better. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodborne is the franchise that that Sony has. Yeah. For for me, for my money. That's neither here nor there tonight, but. Bloodborne. I don't know. So I don't even know how we got here. It doesn't matter. It's fun. (laughs) No, we're drinking. It's fun. Yeah, we're drinking and it's fun conversation. St. Paddy's Day, goddammit. Yeah, it is. If we want to get off the rails, we will. Two hours and 32 minutes, 31 minutes. Do it all. Oh, we were talking about the cross-platform play, so we weren't too far off. Will, what day are you in in Stardew Valley? Uh, The 18th of spring. Nice. Uh, I'm going after Haley, so. Okay. All right. No, but she's talking to Alex. Back to the cross-platform play. Like, I think that's a good thing for consumers. If they if they can manage to to get that working for like, uh, you know, if Xbox and PS4 players to play together, that would be great. I think. I I just love video games, and the more people that can play together, the better. I don't give a shit what system you're on. I'll play. Well, one of the aspects we didn't even talk about is. It sounds like a lot of this cross-platform play on the PC is going to come down to the the games that you purchase are on the Windows Store, which Microsoft themselves say, no, that's not entirely necessary. Um, who was it that came out? Was it Epic Games? Who's the head of Epic Games right now? I don't know, but yeah, he, he lambasted the Windows 10 Initially, store. and then he <laughs> redacted it on Twitter. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Redacted. Made friends with, with Microsoft. Um, but yeah, that's a big issue because the Windows 10 store is not as nearly uh, as open as Steam is in terms of how you customize games and, and even uh, some of the, the graphical settings you can set. Which is huge. Part of being a PC gamer is being able to control everything to the umpteenth degree. Yeah. Yep. Um, so if you take that away, that's not, not a good thing. Yeah. It's iPhone versus Android. Yeah. So the critics come out and say, oh, Microsoft, you know, this all sounds good on paper, but you just want to put everything on the Windows Store and then everybody loses. But uh, it sounds like that's not entirely the case, but it's still kind of the case. Right. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. It'll be interesting to see how all that stuff plays out. Yeah, I just, I, I just always thought there could be some, 
you know, you can still have your Xbox exclusive that aren't on PC, but at least have some sort of like PC compatibility between the two. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll you can be an, uh, it. I don't know. an interesting E3 for Xbox. Yeah. Not so much PlayStation because that's clearly just going to be VR stuff, but like, right. I, it'll be interesting to see what Xbox is doing. Yeah. yeah. You know? Definitely. Yep. Shall we move on? Yeah. Go ahead, Next Corey. Next bit. Rumors strongly suggest Final Fantasy 15 will launch September 30th. Mm. Uh, this is according to Jamatsu. Uh, their sources, they stated that they're very confident, but are still reporting it as a rumor at this point. Uh, we will know for sure March 30th, which is their Square Enix's uncovered Final Fantasy 15 event in Los Angeles. Hosted by one of my favorites, Greg Miller. I like Craig Miller. Miller. He's a good guy. Not a Final Fantasy fan either. Oh. They nice. specifically picked him for that reason. Oh, that's cool. I because like that. Because they're marketing it as a Final Fantasy game for fans of the series as well as fans or people that are not Final Fantasy fans. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's Whatever. cool. <laughs> Corey. Don't hate I, Greg because he's I mean, popular. I, can, I like Greg. I can understand how you wouldn't like the more recent Final Fantasy games, but I mean Final Fantasy six and seven and tactics. Come that on. Pretty bad. Come on. You do know I saw Greg Miller in person, right? Yeah. Did you? You yeah. said he was taller than you expected. Very right? tall. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for Greg Miller. Comic Con. I like both Great those fan. guys, uh, Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. Colin. Uh some days I like Colin, some days I don't. That's fair. He's playing the division like you, Dan. Oh, solo? All solo. <laughs> you sad sacks. Me and Colin are like best buds and we didn't even realize it. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't be saying that. I'm either. drunk. Shut up. Just go. Continue. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter. Oh. Uh, um, Final Fantasy 15, uh, September 30th. Sounds good to me. Early I'm fall. In. That's a buy. Not too much to worry about. What was it? September 30th. For what? I didn't hear what game it was. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy, Dan. Oh, okay, I'm texting. <laughs> Hearthstone's newest expansion is, as we talked about last week, Whispers of the Old Gods. Uh, it's adding 134 cards to the game. I'm not sure how that ranks into all their expansions. That sounds pretty big to me. I feel like the last one was like 50 cards or something. I don't know. Uh, but that's a lot of cards. Uh, it's gonna release still in. That. What? People still playing Hearthstone? Are they? People oh, play yeah. it like crazy. Are they? Oh, still yeah. I per- I can't imagine. I just can't imagine. Eric, I personally don't get it. I would love to get back into it, but I don't know. No, man. you wouldn't. Because if you would, you would do it. Because it's easy. I don't know. Excuse me? You don't actually want to get back. It's easy to get back into. It's hard to be great at. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I mean like. It's it's convenient again, but I think I would rather play the 3ds. Yeah, convenient. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, Eric's got his hater cap on tonight. Nah, I just don't understand why people love that game so much. Like, it's cool. I'll, I openly admit that it's a cool game, but why the fuck is it so popular still? Do you think it's it has anything to do with the mobile mobile play? Dude, no, it's it's fuck digital more. Magic: The Gathering. It's just a really good. I'm... Digital card game. It's not as good as Magic. It's not. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people would argue with you on that. I know they yeah. would, and I'm it's sorry. It's what, Dan? I don't it's think it's as, as good as Magic. No, you it's Magic. You played Light. Magic for like a year. You don't... 
I used to. I it's play more magic. Than magic. I played magic before it was cool. How dare you? Ah, Dan is hipster magic How guy. How dare you? <laughs> hipster magic guy. No, Hearthstone is more accessible than magic. No, Definitely. I keep saying the thing I don't like about Hearthstone is the uh, the increase in mana every turn. Like I okay, like well, that's the... the thing that everybody likes about Hearthstone. That's what I don't like about it. That's okay, what I hate about weird. Hearthstone. Why? Because Why it's like it's it's too planned. Like you 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 know you you plan your yeah, deck around. Like you're it. getting you're getting one mana per turn. Yeah, and and that's a, that's you don't need to worry about mana. You know what you're getting every turn, so you know how to plan the rest of your deck. Whereas you can plan an awesome deck in Magic: The Gathering, but if you don't get mana for the first ten rounds, can't do dick. You're screwed. I know, but you have to take that into consideration. That's what I like yeah. about Magic. No, it's stupid. I got That's a side stupid. on heart. I got a side Hearthstone there. No, I, I like that you can be screwed by not getting good cards. I like the Man, the, uh, ran, yeah, the more there's ran- nothing worse in Magic: The Gathering than getting mana, mana screwed. I like yes. the I like the random elements. I do. This is drunk Dan talking. I don't believe yeah. that for it's a not. No, I I've I said want, that. I want sober Dan to I, address this. I've said that when I was sober. I've I've talked about that very <laughs> specific thing on this podcast. It's sober. Just, uh, it's just a very annoying, unfortunate aspect of Magic the Gathering. I don't know how anybody could support it. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm sitting here thinking, I can't imagine playing Magic the Gathering and, and getting no mana and be like, you know what, I like this aspect of the game. Like, this is no, really cool. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that I like it. I'm, I, I'm saying I like that there's the chance that that could happen. Uh, all right, asses. All I can picture myself saying is, "Fuck this game for not giving me any mana." Which is what happens every time I get no mana in Magic: The Gathering. Right. This game sucks. It, it's part of the random elements of Magic that I I prefer over Hearthstone. There's a lot of random elements in Hearthstone because it's digital. It can be truly random. I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe they're screwing it on their end. But that's a that's another continue. Argument. What else you got, Corey? Uh, so, according to their press release, quote, Whispers of the Old Gods takes everything familiar in Hearthstone and turns it, dot, 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 inside out. Meh. Under the sway of the four old gods of Azeroth, familiar friends have been corrupted. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. As the old gods, their crazed followers, join you in battle. There's no telling how much behavior you can wreak with their unique abilities and game-changing powers. By the same token, you want to pay great attention to each play you make, for it could well be your last in the newest Hearthstone expansion. Uh, the Too Long Didn't Read version, I wrote this, uh, Old Evil Gods Wake Up. That's the, that's the setup. The cards are actually already being released, and they kind of focus on the idea of corruption, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so there's this card called in Hearthstone now called the Antique Healbot, which it's Battlecry ability, which I know you guys don't know any of what I'm talking about, but Battlecry is when you play it, it does something. Uh, the Antique Healbot's ability is that it heals your hero for eight damage. So one of the cards in the new Whispers of the Old Gods expansion is called the Corrupted Healbot, which it's Death Rattle, uh, which is a ability that happens when it's killed, heals the enemy for eight damage, so it really focuses on that. Aspect Sounds of stupid. You don't know. You have no idea. No, death rattle is a real thing in real life, and it's scary. Yep. Uh, when I death rattle, people cry. That's my death rattle. I hope. 
God, you're a dark, perverted son of a bitch, Corey. Anyway, you can pre-order 50 card packs for $50. Uh, and if you do that, you get a special card back. Or you, if you have coins, you can just wait and buy the $50? For 50 Man. card packs, which is 50 times 5 cards. 250 $50. Just continue. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Dan, I really not appreciating your Hearthstone hate right now. I don't hate it. I never said I hate it. it. I just said I preferred magic. That's I think all. Eric's the one who hated on it more than Dan. That's that's not true. That is not true. I, I'm with Eric on that one. I, I don't hate it. I just I prefer magic. Okay. Didn't Eric just say people are still playing that stupid game? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand why it's so popular. I openly admitted that it's a cool game. And that uh, it's better than magic. I can tell you why it's popular. It's a Blizzard game. Blizzard, yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's right. Move on. Yeah. Okay. I'll go next with Nibble Bits. So, Rise of the Tomb Raider on PC got support for Direct X12 in a patch release last week. Uh, so that that's interesting in its own right. But what tickled me was the fact that they used um, screens of the game on high settings Comparing DirectX 12 and DirectX 12, DirectX 11, I'm drunk, so I apologize. This is not going to probably come out as good as it should. They compared DirectX 11 and DirectX 12 screens using my same setup that I use on my computer. Okay, so, uh, which is the i7-2600 processor and the GTX 970. Now, uh, the DirectX 11 i7... 2600 and GTX 970 gave 46 FPS, whereas the DirectX 12 gave a full 60. So, uh, quite the performance increase on the DirectX 12 version. For of Rise, which game? Rise of the Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yes. What I also thought interesting about that is I hope other games upgrade their their game from DirectX 12 or DirectX 11 to DirectX 12. Yes. You know. I just thought that was interesting because that's the that's the system that I have. Where are we on my realm? Where are we on uh, DirectX DirectX twelve? Is is that a thing yet? I I mean, some newer games are coming out with support, and then, like I said, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, yeah. added DirectX twelve later on, which is also cool. I just knew that was a big uh, big deal Microsoft tattered with yeah, Windows 10. It's a big deal for Windows 10 because uh, what they what they can do specifically is spread the CPU thing because a lot of times it would, you know, if you have a multi-core processor, uh, it would only run on one core. So this makes it so that it spreads amongst the multi-core processors. So uh, I have a quad-core i7 processor, so it spreads the tasks evenly amongst the cores rather than maxing out one core and not being able to go any further. So it's gotcha. a performance increase for multi-core processors, basically. Um, and as I said, they used my specific processor, the i7-2600, which is a little bit older of, a, of an i7 processor. I think it's like three or four years old generation-wise. Um and yeah, I got 14 frames per second performance increase. So that's definitely awesome. I haven't. That's pretty uh, good. Yeah, I haven't specifically tested it out myself, um, but at some point it will. And 
The Pillars of Eternity developer, uh, they developed other things, obviously. It's Obsidian. They developed Fallout New Vegas and South Park, The Stick of Truth. Good and Fallout. Now, yeah. And now it's a new <laughs> RPG uh, at the Game Developers Conference called Tyranny. Uh, the game takes place after a war between good and evil where e- evil triumphs. Uh, quote from the website, quote, You are the judge and ex- executioner of Kiros's law acting under the watchful eye of the overlords, Archon of Justice, tune on the adjudicator. That None of that makes sense to me. Your words <laughs> shape the lives of thousands. Will you use that power to bring justice or inspire, justice inspire loyalty, or will you, will you bring fear and cruelty to the beaten people of the tears? Uh, and similarly to Pillars of Eternity, it's being published by Paradox, so... Uh, between Obsidian and Paradox, uh, I'm definitely in on on Tyranny. Pillars of Eternity was published by Paradox? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Published by Paradox, developed by Obsidian. Cool. Good pairing. It's a very good pairing. Um, Gives me a a chub. (laughs) You know, chub. And that's that's (laughs) it for my two nibble bits. Eric, what do you got for nibble bits? Sure. Uh, Blizzard released a new patch for Diablo 2. <laughs> <laughs> Five years after the last update, which was in 2011. Wait, I 2011. thought you were done. What? I thought you were done. No. <laughs> you cut him off. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah. That's because That's I'm right. drunk. Go ahead, Corey. That's all right. Eric and I had it uh, planned pretty good. You, yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> couple of... The update improves compatibility <laughs> with modern operating systems, including OS X. Um, you can play Diablo 2 on OS X now. Uh, it's part of a bigger push to restore the old Blizzard games to their glory in a modern sense, I guess. Um, and they're actually working on ways to improve cheat detection, which I know was huge with Diablo 2. My very few memories of playing Diablo 2 online were all about like item duplication and all this crazy shit, uh, hacking and all that stuff. But apparently they're working to make that stuff better. So that's good. Uh, there was also a patch for Warcraft 3 this week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the specifics on that one, um, but as a huge fan of Diablo 2, I thought that was great that they they patched that. That's really exciting. I'm surprised that, that it wasn't it, you couldn't use it on OS X. Yeah, initially that's that's no, good. Now you can. I mean, maybe you could have with some weird kind yeah. of bootstrapping or whatever it's called. Is that the right? That's not the right word. Tinkering. Yeah. Whatever. Jank. Uh, and then the division is breaking all of Ubisoft sales records, which we already talked about in the main segment oh uh oh everquest next was canceled yeah oh yeah yes uh it was announced by daybreak games company formerly sony online entertainment uh the too long didn't read version that they posted was that the game quote wasn't fun yeah i mean that's coming from the developer damn i wonder how much money they spent on like developing well probably a lot anecdotally based on i did a little bit of research because i'm curious and i was really excited for everquest next i thought it looked awesome uh anecdotally most of the creative minds behind the game were laid off uh with all the changes that the studio went through so i mean if you get rid of everybody who has anything to do with everquest next uh you can't release a game or 
anything to do with creativity. Yeah. That tends to ruin your game. Yeah, when all you have is uh, business people left, marketing yeah. and finance, and you can't develop that, a video game. That's why they split uh, H1Z1. Into, it's two different games now. Yeah. It's like, right. uh, I, I can't even describe it, but it's two different games now. I don't know. Royal that Rumble, was, yeah, that was, regular mode. Yeah, that was probably like a businessman's decision to do that. Well, the article I read said EverQuest Landmark is still coming out this spring. And what is that exactly? That's, That's the the building tool. Minecraft mode. <clears throat> okay. Because uh, I don't know if you remember the reveal of the game, but it was all about voxels. Uh, yeah. Like the Minecraft building aspect, and they were going to release the building tool before the game itself. Uh, yep. And that's apparently still coming out this spring. So to me, that says that part of it was done, ready to release. The rest of it wasn't done. And uh, all the developers, the creative develop, the creative minds behind the game got laid off, or at least most of them. And all we have left is EverQuest Landmark. Well, so. once they got rid of Smedley, as much as I dislike Smedley, um, I feel like a lot of the people went along with them. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. It, you know what? Daybreak Games is is a mobile studio now. It's it's Zynga, or it's uh, King dot com. Mobile shill. Yeah, I, that's that's how I feel about them now. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's too bad. I I, I thought that game looked awesome. Honestly, I was really excited for a uh, long time EverQuest fan. It's one of the first like online PC games I ever played. Was the original EverQuest? Such fond memories, I'm and uh, I thought the new one looked oh awesome. God. I thought it was a step forward for the MMORPG genre. And sadly, I I don't know. I, they didn't. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently, they said it was no fun. So, whatever. Yeah. Screw them. Whatever. Anything else, Corey? No, that's it. Okay, you're done. Done for sure. Okay, Will, what what do you got? Yeah, two little bits, and I'm going to go through them quickly. Um, Heroes of the Storm is getting a new level soon that eliminates map objectives. It's called the Lost Cavern, and it is a one-lane map that uh, the heroes can just brawl it out on and try and take the uh, their nexus. Eric, how do you feel? I thought I tweeted that. Did you tweet that? Did you steal my fucking tweet? Well, I didn't see it, so I took it. Yeah, I tweeted it all right. Did you also get the next uh, hero? No. <laughs> you guys. Well, excuse me. Well, I did my nibble bits just now, so that's why I didn't, <laughs> oh, that that's why I didn't see it. That's all right, because I had the same plan as you. I was just going to read about it and then say, Will, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll give my thought on the Lost Caverns then. Oh, would uh, you? Yeah. <laughs> I am fine with a ma- uh, uh, map with no objective. I know that yeah, goes against I... the spirit of Heroes of the Storm, but I don't have a problem with it. I think it'll be fun to just to have a map that uh, just you know is pure skill. <laughs> yeah, pure Team skill. Building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that too. It's uh, and I see they're not putting it into like competitive play right away. Yeah, it- it's not going to be in the, like, uh, on matchmaking yet. What it is is there's going to be a custom game map um, at this moment until they feel like it's good enough to be a full release. I like that. 
And it's kind of a reimagining of Tomb of the Spider Queen aesthetically, which is one of my favorite maps. Like, me too. I was going to say that it looked like that. So, um, it's kind of like uh, Rocket Labs on Rocket League. It's just kind of there for te- for testing right now. Yeah. Um, and then you know whatever happens with it happens with it. Um, but I think it's a cool. I'm I'm always open to to try something different. So yeah, and I always like Blizzard trying out this different well sure stuff which is good and heroes of the storm is like a great game also eric did you see that asmo dan is getting a basketball jersey and when he throws his fireball it's a basketball and a hoop appears underneath where it's gonna land that's asmo dan yeah what's the asmo dunk on heroes of the storm there's a thing called asmo dunk which it doesn't make sense it should be as like when Asmodan throws his fireball, they call it an Asmodunk, and if it hits the player and kills it, like that's an Asmodunk. So it's really more get... of a three-point shot than a dunk. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm players kind of... I guess, I don't know how they would word it, well, so they just, well, threw, they just threw dunk. Heroes of the Storm players probably aren't big basketball players. <laughs> Are you sure? You don't know that. I have a good feeling. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if I should end up saying it. Oh, yeah, I'll throw did. it out there. Okay. So that's so Blizzard made a alternate or a skin for him where he's wearing a basketball jersey and like he says like basketball terms and stuff like that. That's awesome. I'll yeah, like that. I buy that. It's pretty cool. Uh, I I'd like might... to play Heroes again sometime here. Actually, it's funny. Alex just texted me asking if I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, Maybe this weekend I'll... we can get a game or two in. Yeah, just let me know. I've got spring break, so. Yeah. I got time. Are you in? No. Right. And in the biggest news, Heroes of the Storm is getting their 50th hero. Wow, 50 heroes now. Yeah, they're at 50. It's the Zerg Terror. I'm sorry for StarCraft fans. I don't know how to pronounce this very well, but it's Dehaka. All right. Uh, this is a hero that people have been wanting for a very long time. So the community is pretty excited for that. It's going to be a warrior. A lot of people drew comparisons that it's going to be a little bit like Stitches. Oh. Mm. I like playing with Stitches. Bitches get Stitches. Exactly. Yeah. He wasn't big in the uh, competitive scene, but I liked Stitches. No, uh, and Dehaka can, like, burrow into the ground and, like, do stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting. uh, Who's the the other warrior that can burrow? Anubarak. Anubarak, yeah. Uh, but there is no timetable for when this hero will be released. It should be in a two weeks, would be my guess, a week. Because it's been, I don't know, maybe it's been two weeks since Zool got announced, or been released. So another two weeks for the new hero. And then after that, it'll be Tracer. Zer. All right. So. Cool. That, that's it for me on Double Bits. My Eric. turn? Yeah. Eric. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, well, I only have one since Will stole my other one. Sorry. That's cool. Uh, PlayStation VR has been announced for October of 2016 at a price point of $400. Uh, the catch being that you need a PlayStation camera to play. So you're looking at another 40 to $60, depending on where you get it. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you know, $450 or so. Mm-hmm. Um. Are you... I mean, that's a pretty good price point. I think that's uh, that'll get some people in that maybe were a little worried after seeing the, the price points of the other one, the, the Oculus and things of that nature. Are you are you um, in, Eric? I don't know. I keep going back and forth, Dan. 
It's one of those things. It's can, so it's such you, an unknown. Like you don't like. Is it worth it? I don't know. I guess I we'll find just, out. Like I'm so intrigued by it, and yeah. like yeah. But at the same token, like Dan said, there's there's no games for it. I've seen one game. Here's the thing. If they announce No Man's Sky is compatible, then yes, I'm in. Right. But as of right now, there was one game that I saw that I was like, that game would probably be pretty awesome. And I can't even remember what it was called. Right. Lucky's Tale. No. Wasn't that. Uh, but I'm, I'm so intrigued hot. by it. I just don't, I just don't know. They, they're saying that there will be 50 games by a year's end for mm-hmm. PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's a decent price. You know, it would at least uh, leave the door open. I think for me to get it, if if uh, can I you can you pre like pre-order it and just reserve reserve a copy if and you know if you don't want to get it, end up like canceling <clears throat> it. I have looked twice on Amazon and it was not available either time. Okay. Will you so. like quote unquote pre-order it if you get the opportunity? If you get the opportunity to. I think I would, yes. Okay. And then, like, if you decide you don't want to, just cancel it. Uh, yeah. You know what another game I want to play on there is? Adrift. Adrift, yeah. That's the one uh, I keep hearing uh, when people talk about VR is, is Adrift. I but, think that's, uh, that's yeah. universal. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. I, I, I feel like it could be, like, a playstation move or wii u kind of thing even though wii u sold well like that that's coming gone you know what i mean like yeah i don't know it could it could be great or it could just flame out especially because you know it's not as powerful as some of the other stuff that's out there but you also don't have to spend you know yeah i was gonna say you don't have to spend 1500 bucks on it right but it's still like it's costly yeah you know you're looking it's, at nine hundred bucks for it, everything. It's a costly peripheral, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know they did. They were up front and said they were going to treat it like a, a console launch, and mm-hmm. that's what they priced it at. So mm-hmm. I yeah. mostly worry about motion sickness. I would have to, I, like I, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I, I want to try it before I actually like consider buying one of them. You know. I want to make sure I'm not going to get motion sick or, uh, and I am not even prone to motion sickness. Uh, Corey is prone to motion sickness. Yeah. But I, Uh, I, Marty, Marty Sleva on uh, podcast beyond said it's the most comfortable for glasses wearers. I could see that. It looks like it's the most comfortable one. It's a sleek looking uh, unit as compared to the Oculus and the Vive. It definitely looks more, more comfortable, more uh, ergonomically designed, I think, than the other, than the other two headsets. So yeah. that would that would, you know, sell me on it. I think, uh, and you know, me being a glasses wearer, if it's more comfortable for glasses wearer, that would that would uh, sway my opinion too. Yeah. Shut up, Corey. Corey. You you were going to be Oculus ready twenty sixteen. Yeah. Uh, have you kind of cooled off, or was it more of a financial? No, no. Thing I've or... always been, uh, I've always been a big believer in virtual reality, and I think it, I think it'll be awesome. But uh, at this point, it is financial, and it also comes down to, well, what am I going to play on it? Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Do, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't feel like I need to be there day one, even though I'm super interested in the tech, and I think it is the future, and I think it's awesome, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. 
Uh, I don't feel compelled. As somebody who consumes games and talks about them, I don't feel really compelled to be there day one. Yeah. I kind of want to go to Best Buy and, like, try it. Yeah. Yeah, I, gonna be and a- that's the thing. Like, I think you're right, but I'm always open to being an early adapter of things. Sure. And, uh, I mean, if you can afford it, by all means. that's a good thing or bad thing, I don't know, but... I don't I'm, know. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of with you, Corey. Like, um, I was like super interested in it, but then I was like, "Wait, how is this going to help me with um, uh, Deus Ex?" You know, like uh, games I'm looking forward to, like later on that that are coming out this year. It's not going to improve my experience for Deus Ex or no uh, Dark Souls or anything like that. Like, I would much rather. That's I, I'm speaking of specifically of Oculus. Um, 600 bucks, like that would buy me an amazing monitor, yeah. Uh, that I wouldn't have to worry about like upgrading for years. I still feel like we're like two years out from the revolutionary video games on VR, right? Oh, absolutely, I completely agree. I think we're a little bit closer to uh, other uses of VR being successful, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but I still think we're a little, a little bit of uh, a ways out from 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 what. You know, as as somebody who consumes and talks about games, um, I think there's still a couple years between that game that is like the game changer for the games industry. Yeah. So the big, uh, the I guess what would have been the big thing as far as games go for the the PSVR at the the announcement show was the uh, Star Wars Battlefront announcement. But that being said, they said it will be a like a specialized it's an experience. battlefront experience. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, it the, it's not as good. the one game I it's think on rails. You press the button to shoot, and that's it. The yeah, one, like... the one game I think that is is uh, the early like VR maker is E Valkyrie. Um, I think that's going to be the the quote unquote gaming experience that you have to have like right off the bat. You know. I've it heard might, that, and I've heard Res. Res. It might, it might be, but I don't. I don't feel like uh, I'm not too familiar with Res. But I don't feel like the Eve example is like mass. It's not mass consumable, right? What about No Man's Sky? Say they they announce No Man's Sky. Uh, I don't know. That sells a few more units, I think. I think so too. But like the 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 thing I I'm looking for out of VR for me to be like I need to I need to have this is like the next big thing that's not specific to gaming i was gonna uh, but ask it's also a game and like huge like the sims vr i think is what i'm talking about i was gonna ask do you think that that vr is gonna be a gamer's device or do you think it's gonna be a media viewing device well that's that's my point is i think we're two years out from it being a like gamer specific device right uh, but I think it's it's closer to being a media device. Granted, everything we've seen from the devices are gaming related. Right. But I still feel like it's like. Do you think that's because gamers are generally more well, accepting of, of of er, early adoption of of right. technology? Yeah, gamers and porn. Right. Which we're gonna get a lot of porn on the thing too. Don't get me wrong. Which is fantastic, by yeah, the way. It's just all about it. If you're so say you're manufacturing a virtual reality device, where do you send it? Yeah. You send it to your you potential it, early adopter audience, it, which would be gamers. Game developers, game development studios which have the capability and know-how to develop for it. Right. Uh I think it's going to be big for like tourism. I think it's going to be big for porn. 
I think there's. I think I I know porn. Porn has been working with well, VR. Well, porn decided the whole HD DVD versus Blu-ray argument. Yeah, um, that was the deciding factor. Was pornography. But let me ask you this: you're you're developing Oculus Rift, Dan. Okay. And someone says, "Oh, you know, uh, tourism would would really benefit from virtual reality. Where do you send it? Travel agencies. I mean." They don't know what the fuck to do with no, it. No, I, I that, mean, well, that's my point. Yeah. yeah, you go where the money is, I guess. Which, like you said, Corey, um, at, at least initially, because I, I, I'm with you, I, I kind of think this is a few years off from being a quote unquote gaming device. I mean, you, you will have games that will um, kind of, I guess, suit themselves for VR, but. Sure. You'll uh, have really awesome tech demos for the next sure. two years. Yeah. Sure. But I, I don't know if I want to splash down 450 bucks for that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel kind of bad about it because I like Sony and like I like the, the PlayStation 4 a lot and their product and what they, you know, their their whole message. My gut tells me that this flops. Do you think it flops? For them, for them yes, specifically. Yes, because it's a Sony device. <laughs> oh. Well, for them specifically. Maybe not Oculus, but... God, I don't know. If there's one thing I know, two things I know about Sony, it's underwhelming, overpromised, and underwhelming. I wouldn't say that about the PS4. No, that's an exception. But uh, I don't know. I just, I have a bad feeling that it's not going to go well. Because, like Corey said, like, are gamers a patient group? No. No. Absolutely not. They're going to want to wait two years. Like for, for, for something good, games. good to come out on VR. Yeah. No, you're right. Because they're gonna, they're gonna, the, the people that are gonna buy it early, they're gonna buy it, and then they're gonna bitch that there's nothing out there for it. Mm-hmm. But like, you knew it was out there for it when you bought it, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, and they've opinion. done a good job of uh, discussing like what kind of games they're gonna mm-hmm. have available for it. Like you said, what what was it, fifty games that they're gonna have by the end of the year for it? They've been pretty upfront about all that stuff. You yeah. Know? Well, uh, Andy G brings up in the chat the PS2 iToy was cool, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with any of that. And I think PlayStation VR will be cool, but in terms of like just the mass consumable device that is like gaming specific, I think we're uh, we got a couple years before we're yeah. gonna get. You that. know, uh, there was an interesting talk about this on podcasts uh, beyond this week too, where uh, I think it was Andrew Goldfar brought up how it's this day and age where people are so connected to their telephones too, in myself included gamers. I think that includes most people. Even uh, me. You're looking at your text messages constantly and things like that. Like you have this big helmet on your head. You have to take that off every time your phone goes off. You know what I mean? And somebody made fun of him for that, but I thought that was like a really logical way of looking at, at life and yeah. how yeah. you're going to use something like this. And like somebody like Dan, who's got kids, and I know you always say your daughter gets into everything. Yeah. Like, are you going to be able, except for like late at night, to strap on a fucking headset? <laughs> Even no. though I will say Marty Sleva said it was really easy to get on and off, but it's the same token, like, you know, as a parent, like, I don't even how, like how long to, do you you're, have? You're checking out when you put that thing on. I don't even Absolutely, you have to. I don't even like to put on headphones or earbuds when my kids are right. are around. Uh not until they go to bed do I feel comfortable putting on headphones. 
let alone something that blocks my vision completely. So yeah, I mean that. We I mean, absolutely are checking out. I, you're, you're talking about the the text messages thing too, Eric. Um, I I think mobile VR will be bigger before like gaming VR which, becomes which a thing. Which is why I said I'm concerned about the PlayStation VR specifically. Right. I think the other ones have a chance of being okay. Okay. But I I just have a bad feeling about PlayStation VR and its success, and that sucks because I hope it does well. Right. I I think it's going to be in every household eventually. I I don't think this year will be the year. I think maybe next year or the year after uh, it'll be in every every household. Go ahead. Is that Sony's big fall holiday thing? No. I don't think so. I think they'll have a couple games that really... uh... What are they? I mean, I don't know, but... Sony's always been all about content. Okay. It's not it, d- devices, hardware, no. Like, their their hardware lives and dies by their content. Like Nintendo? Which is sometimes great, is sometimes horrible. I mean, it, it like, think of all the Sony devices released that just don't exist anymore. Are they even doing the Xperia anymore? I think they, didn't they even... I think they still have the Xperia. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it goes well, though. But that's it for my nibble bits, Dan. Okay. Did I cover everybody? I don't even know. We've lost yeah, track. Yeah, you did. Yes. You're good. Okay. Uh, our weeks. Uh, Eric, I guess, since you just finished, we'll start with you. How was your week, man? Uh, Good. Uh, most of it was spent playing The Division after work. <laughs> I'd get home, and I'd get on and play until I went to bed, pretty much. So that was nice. Um. I did want to mention, since fried chicken is such a big uh, food down here where I live now, I went to one of the two favorite local fried chicken places. I just wanted to report back. I was able to try both of them because of the potluck. People that have been listening to us at least the past few weeks know about the potluck. Yeah. Uh, We had a successful potluck lunch at work. Took my chicken speedies. I think they went over well. Nice. Um, So anyway. uh, Yeah. Yeah, we can't oh, just well. gloss over that. Okay. How many how, how many pounds did you make? How many pounds of chicken did you marinate in speedy sauce? Uh, total yep. chicken breasts. Three pounds. I want to say I did nine nine chicken breasts. Nine chicken breasts. So pro- probably about three pounds, three and a half pounds. Yeah, I had some uh, marinade shipped in from back home and end well, uh, Lupo Speedy. I did some original recipe. I did some uh, lemon garlic, which turns out they both taste very similar. Mm-hmm. Don't have a grill, so I had to bake them in the oven, and I'm happy happy to report that works pretty well. You just have to make sure you temp it exactly to 165, because if you don't, they will they get dry dried out. out. Dried out speedies are nasty. Just 165, yeah. huh? That's what you have to cook chicken to for it to be safe. Oh, oh, the temperature of the chicken. Yeah. I thought you meant the temperature of the oven. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, uh, 400. Okay. About 15 minutes in the oven at 400. Uh, put it on a baking sheet so they're touching like as little as possible. Uh, but I marinated it for about a day and a half um, simply because the marinade didn't come in time to do any longer than that. Um, but, yeah, it went well. I mean, to Jesus, we had shepherd's pie, lasagna, French onion soup. How was the French well, onion course. soup? Uh, it was good. Here's <laughs> the thing about French onion soup. It's one of my it's favorite good. soups, yeah. but it can only be so good. Yeah. You know? 
it's, it's French onion soup. Yeah. It gets to a point where it's like... I will say the Gruyere croutons were the highlight of the French onion soup combination. He did a nice job. Okay. A uh, bunch of salads. It was really cool, though. Like I, I like how the uh, the one girl in HR, she puts all this stuff together. And I guess what we're doing next is a mac and cheese cook-off where everybody brings their own mac and cheese. So I'm thinking Kraft Blue Box mac and cheese is what I'm bringing in. Yes. Hell yeah. That's a good idea. You can't go wrong with that. It's yeah. good stuff. Maybe I'll throw like some red hot and blue cheese in it and mix there it up a little bit. Now you're talking. I happen to love red hot and pepper on my mac and cheese. I'll spell it. I'll say blue box, but I'll spell it blue cheese. You know? Hmm. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that went over well, but I got to try anyway. The fried chicken. I went to Wayfair and I went to, no, Way, Wayside and I went, uh, my boss brought Brown's fried chicken in. And if you're ever in Charlottesville, I will suggest the Brown's fried chicken. Which promptly got broken into the night before the potluck. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But everyone's safe. <laughs> but it was good. Good to know. The food down here is great. That's where I was getting at. You, uh, ever, uh, you ever watch House of Cards, Eric? One or two episodes. Okay. Why? I, I mean, he lives in, uh, in, in Washington, D.C., which is in your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got his barbecue place that he goes to, his southern barbecue. Got to find one of those. Yeah. It's like a um, la hole in the wall kind of place. Well, so those are always the best places. Yeah. I did want to say uh, congratulations to my wife. She found out she made the dean's list at yeah. uh, Binghamton oh, wow. University Nursing That's School, which is uh, pretty hard to do. I was really proud of her for that. Well done. Um, and she's visiting next week. That's why I will not be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So she's coming down Tuesday, and she's staying for like a week and a half. And then uh, t- former intern Tyler... My buddy Jeff are coming uh, weekend of the 8th of April. So it's going to be nice to have some visitors down here, you know. And the only other thing I did want to mention was that uh, I pre-ordered the No Man's Sky Limited Edition. Nice. On Amazon. Will, which I'm sorry, means we can't split it. Wow. Because I can't get a digital limited edition. Wow. I'm sorry. The artwork and everything just looked too cool. I had to do it. Well, I'm not buying No Man's Sky, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry to ruin it. Uh, that's it, though. I think that was it for my week. All right. What do you got, Corey? Um, oh, I made uh, corned beef and cabbage today. Oh. In honor of St. Patty's Day. I love corned beef and cabbage so much. Me too. We had, so, it, we had it at Mom and Dad's earlier in the week. Yeah, actually, uh, I sent an image of today's meal to our mother, and she said we had it earlier in the week. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. I think it was Tuesday. I don't remember. Yeah, but actually, uh, I looked up a recipe on uh, All Recipes, which is my go-to recipe website, oh, yeah. sure. uh, and you find the one that has the best ratings, and it was a slow cooker recipe, which I was like, hell yeah. Um, so this morning I got up at about six. I didn't have to work today. I got up at about six through the, uh, carrots and potatoes and onions in the slow cooker, topped it off with a little, uh, corned beef brisket, let it slow cook for about eight hours, took the broth that developed from that, cooked the cabbage in it for about 20 minutes, poured it all back in the crock pot, 
had a nice meal ready to go at about three. Uh, I only made it for lunch time because my girlfriend works four thirty to like ten thirty. So we had our corned beef and cabbage. It was nice. Yeah, came out pretty good. You don't Delicious. need to season it. You don't. No seasonings. The corned no. beef brisket is enough. It oozes all its salty goodness down to all your vegetables and just melts in your mouth. And it was funny. There was a huge layer of fat on the top of my corned beef brisket. And I was like, I don't know what to do with that. I'll just leave it. It might taste good in the cooking. Uh, But when it was all done cooking, that layer of fat just, like, fell off the brisket. It was great. I love the slow cooker. It's just a a brilliant piece of technology. Totally. It's, It's awesome. So we had that for lunch, and I had a beer, and uh, having another beer right now. Yeah, I'm about like probably ten beers deep. That's wrong is, with that. It's, it's a lot for me. I'm, it's Patty's I'm, day, man. I'm, I, yeah, I'm a lightweight too. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so there was that. Uh, it's actually the first time I have prepared corned beef and cabbage by myself. So well done good for me. Good for me. Uh, also, long weekend with the family. Yeah. I had such a good time yeah. hanging out with my family. I don't know, man. Like, I don't – my needs in life are very simple. Um, if I could just hang out with the family every weekend here and there, like, I'm happy. That's fine. That's all I need. Yeah. Dan, your son, I had a great time hanging out with, with him. He's a fun uh, guy. He's a fun guy, yeah. He spent the night uh, when you were away. Uh-huh. And uh, he walked my dog and everything. I was like, this is great. They can entertain each other. I don't have to do anything. It's nice that he could do that because there's no way he could walk our dog. Really? Oh, our dog has pulled him around the yard more well, times than I can Well, listen, count. I was really impressed with him because my dog pulled pretty hard a few times. And yeah. he held right on and he's, he was laughing. He was okay. really enjoying it. I'm like, that's incredible, Max. You're superhuman. Maybe he's old enough now to try and walk our dog. All but right. I'm not gonna hold my breath it was really funny like she was good most of the time but every now and again she found something she'd run at and max just held on to it and she'd like jerk his arm Uh almost off the (laughs) socket he'd be laughing and i'd be like hey man good for you nice whatever um oh and also i wanted to mention thank you guys for getting me the birthday gift of the division sure oh sure yeah because honestly i wouldn't have I, I really would not have bought it myself uh, if you guys didn't get it for me. So thank you very much. It yeah, means a lot. no problem. Me and Will were talking about it when we were playing together that, that we should just split it amongst us to buy buy you a copy. And then uh, the next morning I texted Eric, and he he was he was all for it. So um, that's why we decided to do it. Thank you. I had sure. a great time. I pretty much played it nonstop between last night and today. Uh-huh. I played like six hours today and four hours last night. So. Nice. Good stuff. Good. Anything else, Corey? No. Will, what do you got? Yes. Uh, pretty much just hanging out with the family like uh, Corey did for the weekend and you, Dan. Uh, yeah. it, it was sad, though. Allison went back this morning, and that's never fun to see Yeah. your sister go back to uh, Edmonton. What's that, Dan? Canada. Yeah, Canada. That country. But it was really, it was really fun to hang out with her and her kid Ryan, who's a lot of fun, and I made him laugh, and I learned that I'm gonna be a horrible father. Why? I don't know. I just like I, 
I don't like being authoritative, I guess, mm. the best way to put it. That'll change that as will, you get older. Yep, that'll change as you have children. Yeah, I was, as you work with people that are younger than you <laughs> as you get older. Yeah. That'll change. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's just awkward because, like, I don't know. I just don't know how I would handle that. But as you guys said, I, I will get better when I'm older. But, yeah, um, you're still young. You're only 21. Yeah. I mean, you'd figure with all my kids out there. Yeah, you're illegitimate. As long as you don't start knocking up any Tinderellas, you should be all right. I don't use Tinder. Yeah, you do. Uh, I'm just saying, if you start, watch out. I do not, Corey. But anyway, um, I was driving the last couple days, and I've been getting chest pains while driving, so I don't know (laughs) if I'm like having a heart attack or a stroke. (laughs) Too much protein, bro. I don't know what it is, but like I can't move my neck because it hurts so much. Way too much protein. Where so, where is the pain in your chest? Bro. Right? It's a little bit to it's like not right in the middle of my chest, but a little bit to the left where my heart is. Where your right heart is. where your heart well, is. Well I experience the same thing almost on a daily basis. I just shrug it off. Well, <laughs> well I'm fat and I don't get chest pains. I'm fat and I do get chest pains. <laughs> So, so I, I take that for what it's worth. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So I don't know what the deal is. I'm obviously not gonna go to the hospital and get no, it checked absolutely out. Absolutely not. So I could just drop dead. Wait, is it just when you're driving? Yeah, it's the only time I've gotten it. Is when I'm driving. Are you driving. anxious about driving? I do hate driving a lot. So, but are you anxious? Yeah, but not. I don't think it would be enough to get a chest pain. Will I get a uh like an an uncomfortable feeling in my chest? But I know a certain stretch that pops my chest what is it feel what? better it's like popping your ribs you know how you like crack your knuckles it's the same yeah. kind of feeling but in in your ribs and like chest in your pecs and stuff poop oh. cramps yeah feels See, great but here's the thing it really hurts to like move for like a minute or two so like doctor that's about <laughs> i'm trying to help you here nah, i'll be all right God, between you and johnny almost dying last week <sighs> i should be you yeah, Johnny was here too. Um, too much lifting, bro. Yeah, you guys gotta stop lifting. Well, I mean, I'm sw- I gotta keep my swole. Other uh, than other than pain in your chest, are, do you have any other symptoms? No, I feel great like ninety nine percent of the time. You feel like it could be your ribs doing something? I don't know. It's pretty high up there in my chest. Your arm going numb or anything? Maybe no. What about your lungs? Like, can you take good deep breaths, or does it hurt? I can take breaths. I do lose vision for like a second. When you take a deep breath? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I was gonna say, Will, come on, that's not good. Uh, No, just like like I said, just that like minute to two minute period. It happened today actually, which made me think I should bring this up on the podcast. Um, I hear you, Will. It's it's, been going on for years with me, and I just deal with it. Okay, you guys. Uh, roll over and be, fart. It might be indigestion. High blood pressure. It could, yeah, it could be either of those two. Sometimes I get. Uh, I've actually, I've, I've struggled with this for a lot of years. Um, really bad indigestion in my chest. Mm-hmm. Because uh, indigestion, for whatever reason, doesn't bother me in my stomach, in my throat, in whatever. It's just when it hits my chest is when it's really bad. Yeah. Well, does it hurt to breathe, or does it sting when you pee? 
No. Questions from the chat. Herpes. No. <laughs> now I can pee fine and breathe fine. It's it's probably honestly it's probably indigestion in your chest, which is the worst. Probably. Okay. So I don't have to go to the doctor. No. Now you're fine. Okay. I get indigestion sometimes from eating disgusting food. It's when I sleep I get like hot snacks. You know? Yeah, it's it's honestly the indigestion in my chest has woken me up in the middle of the night. Wow. <laughs> hot snack. Actually, now that you mention it, I have uh been laying down before and my chest hurt so bad that I couldn't really move. There you go. I've never oh. been woken up by indigestion, but I did wake myself up from a fart once. Was it wet? And no 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 no. It smelled that bad. It wasn't the sound or anything like that. It smelled bad enough that I woke up from it. Nice. Wow. And ever since then, my wife and I have had a joke about my fart alarm. <laughs> fart alarm. I love that. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, if I die, I might make a will for when I die and who gets what. Will's will. Who wants my PlayStation 4? I want your GTX 970. I'll take it. I don't oh. feel like these other two Yahoos will appreciate it enough. That's true. All right. Eric can have my place. Who wants my X-Bone? I'll take it. Actually, I should just auction this <laughs> off to fans. Yes. When you say auction it off, you mean just give away. Yeah. I don't know why I use the word <laughs> auction. Oh, so, I mean, for anybody who wants some free stuff, just call dibs and when I kick it, it's all yours. Uh, Andy in the chat says that you pretty much just need to take a nice big poop, and that always makes him feel better. Totally, I, I, I agree poop with daily, that too. You're a daily pooper. Me too. Yeah, I I wasn't when my diet was really bad, but now that like I'm on the healthy track again, <laughs> now that you're eating See, your proteins. Here, when I eat really bad, I poop like three times a day. When I eat normal, <laughs> like a normal but they human, they come out like boulders. No, 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 no. And when I eat carving no- up your air soul. when I eat normal like a normal human being, like a normal amount of food, normal amount of calories, I poop once a day. Otherwise, mm. it's three times a day. Mm. You ought to see Dan's backside <laughs> after like a four day stretch of Taco Bell. Yeah, it's yeah. like the war fields it's, in Vietnam. <laughs> it's raw, raw. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but you know, I've always been fairly regular. <laughs> Other than that, for me, guys, I don't think I have anything else to share. <laughs> well, no, let's continue our poop talk. Other than that, uh, has anybody ever experienced this app called Places I've Pooped? Yeah, I no. used to use it. Okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. Andy in the chat, he's a big fan. He's pooped all over the country. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Good, it's a good tracking device. I try to only poop in my own home. I, I, I've never been a fan of pooping elsewhere. Except at work because you're getting paid to do it. I still I can't even poop at work or when I did work. Oh, I know. I o- take a 20 minute poop break. Only if I had Absolutely. to. At only, least one. Only if I had to. Because here's the thing: what if they question you? You can just be like, "You want to come in with me next time?" And yeah. <laughs> hold if my, you don't believe me, hold I'd my hand while I'm doing it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't no. if I were you, but if you want to. I'm with you guys. I see the logic behind that. I just, I've only ever been able to poop at home. You know what I always appreciated was the back when Corey lived in Brooklyn. They had the, uh, the on the wall there. They had a people could fill in 
their name, when they were there, what kind of poop they had. Mm. Oh. Like there was that. a whole chart describing different poops. Yes. The poop and I loved chart. looking at that when I was there. My yeah. favorite are the clean wipers. Yeah. The ghost poop. Yeah. Phantom poop. Oh, the phantom shit is rare, <laughs> but just such a welcome thing when you, when it happens. Yeah. So huh. good. I pooped and there's nothing to show for nothing it. Nothing on no, the you, toilet you paper? Were... It even went yeah. down the hole nicely, like you can barely, maybe a little bit you can see out the hole. It's beautiful. Yeah, really is. So there's some pooping advice from the Thumbstick <laughs> Athletes podcast. Yep. I feel like we don't talk about poop enough. Yeah. I think we nail, I think we nail just how much we talk about it. Yeah. Once every four years or so. Has yeah. it been that long? I don't know. It might be. We might never have talked about poop on our podcast before. Pooping. Yeah, I'm sure we probably have. I don't know. Just saying. It doesn't ring a bell. But anyway. Uh, Will, are you done? Yeah, I'm good. Am I the only one left? Yep. Did I cover everyone else? No, you already went. I did not go. I know <laughs> that for a fact. I'm not that drunk. Though I'm close. And I will get a few more beers after we finish the segment and uh, we take a break. Uh, so this week, uh, it was the first week uh, I've had with the, our new vehicle. We picked it up on, I guess it was Thursday, right? We recorded Wednesday last week, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, we picked up the car on Thursday. You really don't get a good feel for a test drive or a car until you drive it on roads you drive on all the time, right? Yeah, it makes uh, sense. You know, because you you know you drive around the dealership, whatever. That's not familiar roads, so you don't know exactly how it feels. Uh, but once we got our new car onto familiar roads, uh, it's been amazing having a car that fits uh, all of our kids and all of our stuff. Uh, it gets weirdly enough, it gets better gas mileage than our other car did. So uh, that's been amazing. Uh. Lots of visiting with our uh, our sister and her. It was nice to finally meet my nephew, who I had only ever seen on Skype up until, you know, she's been home for the past, what, it was two weeks. She actually left uh, very early this morning to head back home to Edmonton, Canada. Mm. Hey. 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 Uh, yesterday I wore my Canada hockey shirt. In, in honor of uh, Sis and her. Gotta tell you, Dan, I'm a little yeah. bit disappointed you even have one of those. Yeah. I don't even know where I got it from. I kind of acquired it from something. I'd like the garbage can to acquire it. It just it just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't, like I said, I don't don't know where I got it from, but. I'm still a little butthurt about those Olympics <laughs> a few years back. Me too. Well, we'll remedy that in the 2018 yeah, but it won't be as special because Ryan Miller won't be in Nets. He might mm. be. Who? He might be. No. no. Not a chance. Who do you think is going to be in Net? Quick? Jonathan Quick. Quick. Yeah, I can see that. Well. Yeah, well. John Gibson. Gibson? Yeah, maybe Gibson. He's been pretty good. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, like I- I've spent the entire week like visiting and stuff, so... That's all I've got. 
Um, shall we take a quick break? Yes. And then we'll be back with what we played and feedback? Yes. Together? Yeah. Because I got to get a, a few fresh beers. Not that I need more beer, but. Might I as wa- well. I want more. Because it's St. Patty's Day, damn it. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 234 of the Thumbsick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played. Um, I mean, I guess I can get started, right? Well, let's talk about Stardew Valley first. What? Me. Me, because I got to go. Oh, well, well, yeah, Will can go first because he's got to peace out. Uh, Score. So we can start with Stardew Valley because I played that the entire podcast. Um. I'm loving Stardew Valley. I'm getting to the point of being addicted now. I just did the flower festival, so mm-hmm. you gotta, I'm not very far. I'm in the first. You season. got a ways to go. Yeah, but I've already got Haley to four hearts. Wow. <laughs> How did you do that? Uh, well, she was a girly girl, so I figured she like flowers, so I just give her four. Oh, wait, wait. Haley's the bitchy blonde girl. Yes. Yeah. What are you going after Haley for? The challenge. It's not a challenge. Yeah, it is. I initially uh, liked Haley also, but then I kind of switched to uh, Maro, Maru slash Abigail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you were going after Abigail, Eric, and I kind of like Abigail too. No, 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 no. Oh. Corey was after Abigail. Oh, I thought you were because she was the. I'm Ar- after Penny. Oh, okay. I thought you liked Abigail because she was the arty girl. Abigail's my backup. Okay. All right. So, Corey, you got pizza sauce on your goddamn chin. Yeah. Typical. <laughs> um, I have a couple loves. So okay. my first love was Abigail because uh, I went to town and she wanted to play video games with me, and we played co-op uh, Prairie King game thingy there, and that was all well and good. But uh, I slowly realized how much Pam liked beer. So. Oh. I kept serving Pam beer and kept feeding her beer. And it was really easy because she would go to the saloon every night and she would be there. And all you need to do is go up to Gus, buy a beer, and give it to Pam. And she loved you. It was her favorite. She's also the bus driver. Yeah. Isn't she the drunk? Yes. yes. She's the middle-aged drunk woman. And that makes it kind of easy. Penny's mom. <laughs> and then I started falling for Pam. And then there was, uh, who's the woman who lives in the shack beneath Marnie's farm? Leah? Or Jody. Mm. Leah. I think it's Leah. Leah. It's Leah, yeah. Uh, I started getting Leah to like me. So that's what I've been focusing on the last... I'm at the end of uh, spring year two. And all I've been doing is focusing on relationships. Every day I get up, I put a bunch of items in my pack, and I go to town and give them to people that like them. Um, And Leah really started taking a liking to me. So one day I went into Leah's, and she was doing a sculpture. And she's like, I'm bringing out the essence of the wood. And it gave me an option to speak to her. And I said, oh, just like all of the people. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, this is my art. Nobody cares. And I'm like, you should do an art show in the town center. And she's like, yeah, I should do that. And then I fell in love with Leah. And I was like, all right, Leah's my girl. The next day was a rainy day. It was a rainy day in, in spring. And I was doing my rounds. Um, didn't have to water the crops. So I had a bag full of goodies going around town delivering stuff. And I went up to uh, near where the mines are, and I got a cutscene, and it's Abigail playing a playing a flute by the river on a rainy day. That's my girl. It's one time yeah. at band camp. Pretty much. Yeah. 
And uh, I go up there and I start talking to her. And she's like, why are you out here? <laughs> and I said something along the lines of, I'm just as somber as you are, baby. And, and she was like, you're pretty deep. And I'm like, yeah. And that's when I realized I spend the spend the rest of my life with Abigail. Corey, that was a beautiful, magnificent re, retelling, reimagining yeah. of what happened in your relationship woes, your highs and lows. That's great. It was it was pretty good. Uh, and, and it's funny because uh, that's what I've been. I'm busy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Pam searching for another beer? <laughs> uh, but but anyway, uh, that's what I've been focusing on a lot in Stardew Valley are the relationships. And I've seen another side of that game that I didn't know existed before. And I'm just blown away, honestly. And it kind of worked out because I was playing uh, my own playlist on Spotify and I turned down the music on the game itself. So I was just like listening to my playlist on, on Spotify and it was like the perfect soundtrack to the farming life. I don't know. It was great. And I was just like, I do certain things and it would feel like the music would fit it perfectly. And I was like, man, this is deep. Stardew Valley is a really good game, you guys. Word. Oh, yeah. Game of the year good. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. Definitely. No. Definitely. No. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very good game though. Very good. Yeah. I probably I put a few more hours in. I, I made it to summer. Playing my crops. Uh, couldn't get anybody to dance with me at the uh, flower festival. People are assholes, Pissed, right? Pissed me off. Yeah. Nobody wanted to dance. Start Penny. building relationships, guys. Come on. I can't. Yeah, I have to water all of my plants, and it takes half of my day really? and all of my energy. Get a better watering like, can. It takes me like dope. two hours. Corey, I just got into the mines. You just got into the mines? Yeah. I never went back after my initial time at the mines. That's depressing. <sighs> Figure yeah. it out, man. I'm working on it. Just figure it out. And then I couldn't place my furnace, and I was like, fuck, where the hell does this go? Why couldn't you place your furnace? You can put it just, literally anywhere. I know. That's what Dan said. And I, it just wouldn't go. Mm. Are you playing with a controller on, on PC? Guy. No. What are you, you're using mouse and keyboard? Of course I am. Okay. We didn't talk about that in the Division. I'm using a controller on PC for the Division. Are you? Oh, really? Yeah. Really am. I, I used the uh, mouse and keyboard all day yesterday, and my wrist started to hurt. And I was like, I'll just go back to to the controller. And I, I still like the controller more. Um, you got a carpal tunnel, Valley Corey? For a second. Yeah. Valerie in the chat said she had a, an existential moment near the end of fall in her first year. Ooh. She was so sick of watering every day that she started to contemplate going back to the cubicle, cubicle uh, at JoJo. Unbelievable. Oh. That's an interesting thought, though. No, yeah, that is. No, 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 that is an interesting. Fuck that. Th- Sh- that Corey. is an interesting thought, Corey. Yeah, that someone Damn would it. would think that because you you do get to a point, and I I I'm not totally in, in agreement with Valerie here, but you do get to a point where watering your crops every day uh, is almost as much of an annoyance as answering phones. In a corporate headquarters, I disagree wholeheartedly. I, I'm although getting I to think, that point. Although I think it's an interesting thought, I disagree. 
Yeah. But I need to upgrade my water. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, and, I'm with Will. And I didn't I didn't get to that point until like late fall and then throughout the winter like you don't need to wa- really water anything. Um so, you know, you don't have that have that annoyance uh and then yeah. once you get into spring like you're so busy right. you don't oh, even think about it. Giving life to your plants is an annoyance? Well, it takes half the fucking day. It doesn't it take shouldn't. half the day. It takes like I'm done by 10 a.m. It's yes, yeah. I'm with wow. I, I agree with Corey. I'm and a, I'm watering I'm, like 100 crops. I'm done by no. 10 a.m., but it's it's still kind like of an annoyance. I've actually and, and it takes my entire energy bar damn near. Yeah. Dude, eat, dude eat something that you grow. I don't like to. I like to get all the money. I'm greedy. Maximize the profits. Oh yes, God. I'd oh, rather. So, all right, I'd rather, rather Jeb starve. You'd rather not eat, not sell two crops and lose out on the two, uh, yeah, the two the crops worth of money. Gold. Yeah. Yes. Drink a drink one pint of milk from your cow, and you can go to the mines. I don't have a cow. I have two chickens. Eat an egg from your chickens, and you can go to the mines. Why would I earn do that? that when I can sell it. Fivefold. You can go to the mines and earn that energy back fivefold. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Game is stupid. I'm all of a sudden, really. I really obtained a disdain for this game over the last two minutes. Oh, <laughs> I'm goddamn mouth. Here's the thing: I'm almost through March or, or sp- spring, rather, of the second year. I've had one rainy day in about 24 days. Oh, that's enough to make and you want to kill somebody. I'm like, I. Well, no. Here's Get some the thing: fucking sprinklers. I I Corey, under I, oh. I understand the sprinkler thing, but. Like it's spring, it's supposed to rain a lot. I've had it's, one rainy day. Not, they don't grow on trees either, Corey. God Every damn it. one of your guys' complaints is very easily fixable. It's not easily. It's a time but... sink. I don't have time for this it's, shit. It's not a complaint. It's just I'm saying like I I just unlocked the all the desert like mines and stuff, and I would like to explore those. But I spend all day watering. Wait, you're in the desert? I just got to the desert. Yes, I'm not even in the desert. Well, you better get your ass in gear. Dan, not what, a, what didn't I do? You're too busy watering your fucking plants. What am I missing? What didn't I do, Dan? You're too busy delivering I, your plants. I, the I, the, I unlocked the desert by uh, doing the community center stuff. I unlocked oh, you the bus. all of it? Yeah, and Pam is the bus driver. How do you get the sturgeon fish? I'm pretty sure I bought most of that stuff from the vendors. Fucking guy. Yeah. Because I'm terrible at fishing. Oh, there, by there's the way. something you didn't think of, huh, Corey? No, I've I've been visiting the merchant down there. I just haven't found really? all. I haven't found all the fish I need. <laughs> I don't think it was that one. I think it was the growing, the one with the cart. The no, I think it was the growing the crops one specifically. Are you in the sewer yet? Or no, it was the money one. It was the vault in the community center. The so vault I, opens up the bus. The vault opens up the bus, okay. yes. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I haven't worried about that. I've just been putting my money into other things. Yeah, which makes sense, but I, I really wanted to start exploring the desert, uh, specifically the caves in the desert. For I, I need iridium because I would like sprinkler heads, Corey, um, because I would like to not have to spend You my put the first... iridium sprinkler head down? 24... 24 uh... I, Dan, you. let me ask Done. you a question. Yes. How many hours have you put in that game? Mid-30s. I don't have 35. mid-30 fucking hours to get some iridium sprinkler heads, Corey. <laughs> I have one iridium bar. One. 
Here's the thing about that game, though, is uh, at no point did I say to myself, I don't have enough time to get what I want out of this game. I have enjoyed every second I've oh, me too. That game. I'm not. Yeah. Tra- oh, me too. But I have said that to myself. I, I'm. I, I. I've enjoyed every second of the game too. However, um, yeah. You guys are insane. No, what? it's a great game. No argument. But I can't wait till me and Corey give a game a of the year. Big, <laughs> I'm gonna quit. Already, we're we're gearing up for one hell of a game of the year segment. Deserving. Again. It's absolutely not. It totally is. How is it deserving? Not. Oh, I've had so many it's moments not. with that game. I can't even begin to describe. It's a great game. Oh, it's a great game. That's viable for game of the year. No. All right. No. Well, all right. since we're on the topic, Eric, uh, why does it disqualify from game of the year for you? Specifically? Mostly, mostly because you and Will think it qualifies. Okay. The, all, all that, which is a valid criticism. All that aside. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty out of that. Uh, yeah, uh, at least Eric is honest. That's great. It, uh, <laughs> it probably does qualify, I guess. <laughs> but I am annoyed by the watering thing. It really fucking annoys me. And, like, I just want a better watering can, and I feel like it's taking so long to get one. Yeah, no, it's that's fair. It's taking me so long well, to get one. I feel because like... you've just visited the mines. Yeah, I think yeah and I, but and maybe that's my fault, but maybe I should have been directed a little bit more, because it was closed off the first time I went up there, and nobody said, oh, hey, Eric, by the way, you can go in the fucking mines now. Yeah, they did. They sent out mail. I didn't get any fucking mail about the mines. They, Yeah, no, they sent out a mail thing saying uh, that. Maybe the, to you they did. The, got they, lost. The, they said the path up there is no longer blocked and you can visit the mines. You know how I like to read when I play <laughs> video games. Mm. I scroll through my mail like none other. I, uh, it, it, I guess it's a valid criticism, Eric. Uh, but just like my experience with that game is that it has directed me without directing me. And that's what I like really value in that game so much. Yeah, I didn't feel directed to the mines whatsoever. Okay. And maybe that's because I didn't read it, but I usually do read the mail. Uh, to be fair, you might not have ever gotten that message. I've had a few bugs throughout the game. It's not. It's by no means a flawless. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I, I, I would have gone to the mines had I known. Yeah. You know, because I knew that's where I was going to have to get copper or whatever. So, that's my biggest thing: is the the watering is an annoyance to me. I feel like I'm doing most. That's most of my time spent. Is that. So I haven't been able to build relationships. Yeah. I don't get to fish as much. You know, it just takes away from everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I already said this, but I didn't I didn't bother with relationships until my second year. And yeah. now I'm, like, really pushing them real hard. Yeah, but, hard. God, I, it's hard for me to stick with a game that long, regardless of how much I like a game. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I understand that. With my new thing, like, I'll play a game until I get sick of it. I just haven't gotten sick of Stardew Valley yet. So I'm just I'm like not, I'm not sick of it I'm by here. any means. I just there's other things I want to play. Like if Jeff texts me and says, "Hey, you want to play a division?" Yes, I do. Sure. Yeah. No. And 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 I'm with you on that because uh, after playing the division the last two days, I'm not sure if I'll get back to Stardew Valley. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. I'm not sure I will either. Yeah. I'm not sure I, I will know. either. We'll it's see. really good. I no will argument. play. I will play more Stardew Valley. I will play it until I beat it. 
I'm just beginning with Stardew Valley. Because Dude, that, that's how I roll. Did you meet Kent, Dan? Yeah. What's his deal? I don't know. I've mostly avoided people and yeah. have concentrated on my... <laughs> I know that's a surprise, but I've mostly avoided people and have concentrated on my farming and my my mining and stuff uh, to this point. But... So, minor spoiler for Stardew Valley. Uh, you start whoa, year, whoa, whoa. year two and uh, a new guy introduces himself and you're like, well, who the, who the fuck are you? Yeah. New guy, alpha male. Get out of my property. Get off my property. And they give There's him, they only give room him like for a, one of us in this, in this town. And they give him like a, a dark leather jacket and some nice hair. And yeah. you're like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Wait, wait, wait. So he's like, um, well, my character trailer park poise, the guy that comes in with the gun. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Yeah. He, yeah. He comes in with the gun and he threatens Ricky and uh, Julian. Corey and Trevor. No. <laughs> Not going to come to me. Damn it. Well, my character is a woman, so, you know. Oh. There's well, that difference. Oh, well, Dan, can... let me ask you, which guys are you? Uh... Clint is super depressing. The uh, minor guy? I'm the not. Or? I'm not into people in Stardew Valley. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Kind of like in real life. Though. He's Gus... living the solo life. Yeah. Is Don't Gus... go for Alex. Is Gus a single guy? The saloon guy? Uh, I don't know. There's ten characters that are single characters that you could court. Here, let me look in the game, uh, male or female. It doesn't matter. Like you can court either <laughs> ones. So the bachelors in the game are Alex, Elliot, Harvey, Sam, and Sebastian. Not a good choice mm-hmm. there. Well, I know I like Harvey, the doctor guy. No, he's kind of a douche. You don't like Harvey? How is no. he a douche? What did he do to you? He's a he's douche. He's a doctor. He's he said no that because he's a doctor doesn't make him a douche. He said no to Dan to dancing. That's why. Every, that's that's the only everyone said no to me, and then I said screw Pelican Valley or whatever. Yeah, you might as well go back to Joe Jamar and do your bullshit. No, there. I'm going to do my goddamn farm, and I'm going to ignore everyone else. You know what made me really mad in that game? What the water. When I was shopping at Pierre's and the guy from JoJo Mart came in and said, oh, 50% off, and everybody left Pierre's to go to JoJo Mart. Yeah, but Pierre's a shady meister. I don't care. I want nothing to do with yeah, my past but his, life. But his daughter's my sweetheart. She's got a nice butt on her. She's yeah. got nice purple hair right, like my it's character. It's an all right butt. It's a pixelated butt. There's not much to see there. How, how dare you, Corey? Pixelated, guys, pixelated Corey, butts I are nice you had too. An imagination. Not about butts. Right. Not about pixelated butts. Jerk. I don't know, guys. It's a great game. Game of the year, probably. Yeah, that's I really doubt it. it. Maybe on this podcast, which it really is. says a lot about our credibility. <laughs> Will, Will and I are going to nail it again. <laughs> oh my god, the two of you assholes. Hey, we know hey, it, you know, we know good games when we see them. You know what? At least we didn't pick her story, huh, Polygon? That's true. Fair enough. It was Who's weird there? because there was a lot of cases where two people picked the winner of a category in our game of the game of the year awards. I love it and hate it. That's been that was like probably probably like twenty five percent of the categories. It was well, two that's people. That's kind of how it's set up to be very fair. much a love hate relationship I have with that setup. Yeah, Corey, you just want to fix the thummies every I mean, year. We could stop doing the extra point to first place. 
for the individual voting. I don't know that it made. That might change things a little bit. I don't know that it would have made a difference for this year's or last year's rather. But anyway, go ahead. Who who was even going? I don't even know. Me. Okay. Will has to go so we can study. That's right. Uh, Well, I'll just do my last little game that I played. It's called Clash Royale. Now, this is a mobile strategy tower defense uh, game made by Supercell, who did Clash of Clans. Now, this game is set up where it's 1v1, and each person has three towers. So you have two, like, normal towers, and then you have a king tower. And what the object of the game is you use the cards in your deck, and you have a selection of eight cards. Uh, And each one has a different amount of elixir, which is sort of like the mana in... Hearthstone, and um, Magic the Gathering. So what happens is you have 10 total elixir, and, like, for example, a card that'll have two elixir will take away two elixir from your overall count, but every couple of seconds you gain one elixir. So your elixir is constantly going up, so you can keep playing cards to try and take down the other team's towers. So basically the object is to take down more towers than the other person and the first two towers are just worth a crown and the main one if you take that down first uh you get three total crowns so when you win like the best you can get is three crowns total does this make any sense so far nope but that's fine Keep going. i've seen it in action so i kind of know what you're talking about you know what i'm saying yeah um so yeah like basically the gist of it is you use your your decks your deck to take out the enemy towers and each tower is worth a crown if you take out the king tower you get all three crowns and what are the does the number of crowns determine the winner yes so like if i took out one of eric's towers and he took out two he would win because he got two crowns out of that Mm. so in there is a chest that if you get 10 crowns you get a gold chest so that unlocks more cards and stuff like that. There's also a free chest that you get every, I think, hour or two that gives you more cards. And each time you win a battle, you get either a silver or a gold chest. And that's basically the progression of unlocking cards. And there's, like, different cards. There's common, there's rare, there's epic. So... Huh. Very simple, but I've, it's a lot of fun, and, and me and my friends are all in a clan, so like we all like play against each other and stuff like that, and it's a lot of fun. I don't, I'm not big into mobile gaming, but this app has me kind of hooked. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, no, and like a lot of people, I guess the worst part about this game is the like the monetization of it. It's not too much where you can't progress. But there's times where, like, you're really getting it handed to you and you get frustrated and you're like, well, if I just bought these cards, I could win. But, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say the monetization of it is really bad to the point of where you can't progress. Really? If you played this game nonstop, uh, you could keep progressing? Yes. Hmm. You don't even have to really play it nonstop to keep progressing. In my opinion. That doesn't make any sense. Like, you don't have to be on it 24-7 to progress. Oh, no, no, no. My question is, if you were on it 24-7, could you keep progressing? Oh, easily. Really? 
Yeah, you don't need to be on it 24-7 to progress. Okay. Do I need to reword that? I guess no. not. Or are you Corey's confused, drunk. Corey? Huh? Does that make sense to you, Eric? Yes. You don't need to be. No, no, no. I, I understand. I understand. You don't need to be playing it constantly to to progress. But I'm saying, if you were to keep playing it nonstop, because a lot of these free to play mobile games have a paywall at a certain point, where if you keep playing, it comes to a point where you can't progress unless you pay. If you were to keep playing nonstop, could you keep progressing? My answer to that is I haven't played to that point because okay. I just downloaded it over the weekend. So like I haven't been playing it to the point where I have gotten really far into it because there's different arenas in this. So it's set up where there's arena one, two, three, and it goes all the way to, I think, eight. So I'm like, I'm only on arena three right now. So like, I'm not even halfway through the main progression of the game. Okay. I mean, the only reason I ask is because I have heard that it is kind of restricting. Yeah, I mean, for me, it hasn't been yet. Okay. I think your elixir management and how you put out the cards and, like, the order is most of the thing. Like, if you're not good at the, Because when I was in Arena 1 and 2, I probably lost four matches total out of, like, 30. Um, and then when I got to arena three, like I started losing a little bit more, but that's because I had to change up my deck. So a lot of it is probably people not like changing up what they've been doing. Cause you do need to adapt as the players get better. All right. Clash Royale. Cool. Guys. Yeah. I'm going to try it this weekend. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I've heard, I've heard good things. Yep. Is that pizza, Dan? It's uh, on his phone. I'm dying for pizza. So um, anyway. I, I recommend you guys try it out. It's a I, lot of fun. I will definitely try. I've heard good things I about was, it from other 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 sources. I was gonna play it tonight, but it's too late now. Yeah. Yeah, but mobile games suck, right, Dan? They yes, do. They do. Yeah. That, but but they do. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna try them. They suck. I agree. Yeah. But I will try them. Because if I can find one, I can sink some time into, you know. Yeah. Free time. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Shut up, Corey. I didn't say anything. Shut yeah, up. Well, let's look, at, look at Corey's cramp. I'm doing smug. It's so smug. Yeah. Say anything, you guys. Corey liked mobile games before mobile games were cool, Dan. Out of my own business. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I Cor- understand the criticisms, Cor- but I also think there's a few good ones out there. He's a mo- mobile, game, mobile game hipster. A few out of the thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On that note, I'm going to go try and. Good night, Will. Later, Will. Well, are we going to co op Stardew Valley right now? Uh, if the co op was out, yeah, we could. Oh, bummer. Summer. Right? Isn't that the timetable for it? Yes, yeah, something like that. I mean, that's just going to solidify it as game of the year. Yeah, sure will. G-O-T-Y. Game of Thrones. Oh, never mind. Oh, stop. I can't wait for Game of Thrones. All right, well, take it easy. Bye, guys. Bye, Will. Corey, what do you got? Nothing. Nothing? Oh, that's right. Nothing other than... Uh... Yeah, it's been uh, Stardew, Stardew Valley. Valley. We talked about and, uh, the, the division. division. Eric, what do you got? Uh, 
I played Paragon because Will bought into the uh, early access on PS4. Uh-huh. That is a MOBA. In the uh, similar to Smite, it's got the third person view. It was okay. I don't know. I didn't love what I played. I only played one match, and it was against bots. Um, it's a little more complicated than Heroes of the Storm, which the reason I like Heroes of the Storm is because it's not complicated. That's why I like that as opposed to other MOBAs uh, as far as like upgrading abilities and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, but I will certainly give it another chance. It's playing with friends, obviously, with Alex and uh, Will. Um, but the game I was really excited to talk about was Salt and Sanctuary, Ooh, yeah. which I purchased on PS4 today. Um, and you have perhaps seen it described as a 2D Dark Souls, which is exactly what it is. Um, and it's fantastic. Uh, I beat the first boss today. Uh, probably took me about five tries. And let me tell you, you get that same rush that you do when you play Dark Souls and you beat a boss. Um, I'm so impressed that they were able to give give you the, the same Dark Souls feeling in like a 2D world. You know, it's got some platforming, which is different than Dark Souls, obviously platforming um but it's got the same kind of stuff where you're opening shortcuts to get to different areas of the maps faster um same kind of leveling up system uh you use salt to level up instead of you know whatever the souls. case may be whether you're playing yes souls or, or uh, blood echoes uh-huh. and bloodborne um same kind of thing you can upgrade your weapons and it shows you like uh the attribute uh as as it scales and things like that and the the damage increase and uh, it's very, very similar with all those kinds of systems, but it does have a huge skill tree, like a humongous skill tree. Love that. It looks it's very in-depth. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to sink your teeth into there. I played probably about an hour. The art style is really, really cool. I liked the character creation a whole lot. Um, some good choices. It's not like an overwhelming character creation, but there's a dec- there's more choices than there was in Division. For your character uh-huh. creation, for sure. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is not a about, lot for the division. No, probably about eight classes. I made a paladin named Condor. Throwback to EverQuest. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, yeah, but and you can also pick like where you're from. They're all made up places, but uh, and they don't tell you what that means, other than like they change the way you look depending on where you pick. Um, you can. There's three different gods you can pick from. Um, I think one of them is actually no god. Um, but yeah, there's just cool stuff like that. But like I said, you don't know what it means if you pick a certain god. Uh, and there's like rings and stuff. You can pick certain things to begin with, begin the game with, that you don't know what they do, why you have them, just like Dark Souls. Um, it's the same kind of thing where when you die, you lose all your salt. Um, so you can't level up. But uh, really cool, really cool stuff. I'm excited for you guys to play it when it comes to PC. It's really nice looking. Yeah, it's a really cool art from, style. From what I've seen. Very nice. Is there any uh, multiplayer? The same kind of system as Dark Souls. People leave notes. Really? Yep. That's cool. Yep. So it's literally a 2D Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah, That's it is. Awesome. Yeah, it's a really, really cool idea, and I'll tell you what, they pulled it off very well. Very well. Okay. The first boss was the Sodden Knight. Okay. He's at the top of this tower. And uh, I had him down to, like, one or two hits a couple times, and he killed me, and I was so pissed. I threw my phone. 
<sighs> I was so mad. But uh, it's so good. Now I had this really game, good. I had this game confused with there's a game called Salt that I had. I'm not confused. familiar with that one. It's I it's one of the survival, I think, type of games like uh like Ark a little bit, first person. Oh, okay. Survival. So so I I had a little confused with Salt. It's Salt and Sanctuary, right? Yes. Okay. That it's part of the uh PSN promotion that's going on right now. I think it's like the premiere or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of like their spring sale. Okay. They usually call it Spring Fever, I think. I don't know why they didn't this year, but on P- it's PS4 and uh, PS Vita right yes. now. Yes, it's not out for Vita yet. Oh, not out for Vita yet. I believe it's coming out for Vita and PC later on. Okay, the Vita's later. But I'll on tell you too. what. I mean, if highly recommended if you have a PS4 or when it comes out on PC. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just based off the hour I played, I can tell this is a really good game. Nice. That's so I'm what, looking forward to doing some more of that this weekend. That's what I like to hear. I actually, I think I'm going to stream it. I think it would be fun for uh, people to watch. Nice. Watch me get frustrated as all hell. <laughs> Controller smashing frustrated? I said I threw my phone and I slammed my hand down on the chair quite a few times. Okay. But, yeah. That's uh, that's all I played, dude. That's all you played. Corey, I covered you, right? Yeah, we're good. Okay, the only other thing I played other than uh, uh, the obvious, the Division and Stardew Valley, I played XCOM 2, which mm. I beat. Thank you. Eh, clap, clap. Clap, clap, <laughs> clap. Yeah, I know. Uh, so they, I didn't even, I had kind of forgotten about XCOM 2 uh, until I found out they patched the version, the PC version of it. Uh Apparently, they fixed a bunch of the performance errors, performance problems. Uh, I still did not get good performance of it uh, for for XCOM 2. However, uh, my biggest issue was not being able to uh, continue during my turn. It would, like, freeze and not be able to – I wouldn't be able to continue. But um, as soon as I booted it up with my current save – uh, which would freeze randomly for no reason, and I wouldn't be able to continue. It continued on, so uh, I finished off the mission that I had started and ended up going and beating it. There's quite the difficulty spike in the last mission. I hate that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty significant. I actually, I would say luck factored in more than uh, skill into my my victory in the final mission. Ugh. I kind of lucked out that the events played out the way they did. It's kind of what I felt about the whole game. Uh, I got lucky here. Good it, for me. It's <laughs> much worse in the last battle, I would say, yeah. than, than the rest of the game. Because yeah. uh, the rest of the game, I, I still felt like, uh, for the most part, it was uh, not necessarily skill, but skills, you know, coupled with... Uh, Good strategic maneuvering, uh, no. a, li- a little bit of luck, but I would say the the last just not having it. The, he believe it for <laughs> the, a no, that's fine. Uh, I would I would say the last battle for me, the victory came um, on the heels of luck, the yeah. god the goddess of luck, Lady Luck, Lady Luck, yes, ninety percent um, chance to hit, and he hit. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Very I, lucky uh, to hit that ninety yeah. percenter. I had a couple. That. I had a couple high eighties, low nineties that I missed, mm-hmm. which is aggravating as hell. I know that's kind of the thing about XCOM, but I, I still never uh, got yeah, that. No, that's why I don't like that game. Uh, and that and that's a fair assessment. Um, uh, really, like the 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 way the last battle played out. Like I said, um, I, I ended up losing two soldiers during the last battle. One was my sniper, and one was my healer, uh, which was made made the battle pretty difficult. But, but at that point, you were just over it. You're like, I just I just want to beat this. Yeah, at, at that point, yeah. I was just like, I'm I'm gonna do whatever I can. I will try to beat it. If I have to start over, I will start over. I don't want to, but I will start over if I need to. Uh, and the way the events played out at the end, I just kind of uh, had a few had a few lucky moments and and was able to finish the game. So, how'd you feel about the ending? Were you satisfied or? Because, like, I, I, I kind of rage quit that game, for lack yeah. of a better phrase. That's fair. Uh, even though it wasn't, like, an angry quit. It was just, like, I hate this game. I'm done with it. I really like... Do you like... think if I went back and forced myself to play through it, I'd be like, okay, all right, or no? Uh, I don't know that it would change your mind. Because I, I, I honestly, like mo- for the most part, really liked XCOM 2. Um, it, it was mostly the performance things that... that uh, you know, kept me away from it. Really? Yeah. yeah. None of the gameplay aspects caught you up along the way? I was frustrated by the, you know, you have a 95% chance to hit and you miss uh, two or three times in a row. That whole RNG thing was really frustrating. That's kind of, I know that's kind of the MO of, of XCOM, but um, to me, if you have a 95% chance to hit, you should only miss five times out of a hundred, you know? Uh, so that was frustrating to me, but it's not only that though. For me, it was like the general tactics of the enemy, which were based on bullshit. Yeah. The only thing that really frustrated me was the, the, uh, Viper aliens that would suck you out of your cover to them and like, you know, wrap you up and, and do damage to you over time. Right. Well, that. let me rephrase the question then. Yeah. As somebody who was super annoyed by the enemy attacks based on bullshit, if I played through the rest of the game, would I have changed my mind? There's a lot more of enemy attacks based on bullshit. No, because I feel like once you get an idea of that, you know, once you understand that that's what's coming, you kind of yeah. can plan for it. And for the most part, when you plan for it, you can uh, uh, successfully negate a lot of those attacks. Um, I don't know that it would, you know, knowing all that stuff would change your mind on the game, Corey. Um, But, you know, I never, other than being annoyed with it, I never disliked all that stuff, you know. It's really more once you see it for the first time and you understand that that's what's coming you know, you can kind of plan for it. I never liked that, that that I couldn't plan for the, for the new events for the, for the, you know, we talked about the, uh, the guys that transformed the, the civilians that transformed into the faceless, which you have no, you have no way of knowing until you get a, uh, specialist to the point where they can do a scan. And when they do a scan that, that, that'll transform the, 
the civilians to to faceless like immediately. You know, once you can plan for Didn't that know stuff. know that was an ability. Yeah, the first time you experience that stuff, it's a freaking obnoxious, but well, once you can plan. Well, not the first time, but the first handful of time. times. Yeah, a handful of times. Yeah. But once you realize that you have to plan for that sort of thing, like it it kind of it kind of makes it a little bit easier. Okay. Um but like I I didn't have my my third playthrough of XCOM 2. I didn't have that difficult of a time until I reached the last battle, which was insanely hard. I mean, I guess that's a fair assessment. But but for me, it's like, well, couldn't they just make a game that wasn't based on bullshit the first time you play it through? Really, like, you have to play... Yeah, no, you're right. Um, because it took me my third playthrough to be able to, like, confidently, like, go through the end game stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, the first playthrough, like... Immediately, like you're you're crippled by all the the viper guys or the faceless guys. The second playthrough, it's the you know the second step of that sort of thing. It's the same type of thing, but it's uh, the second step of that. And then once you get to like for me personally, it was the third playthrough where I I had the first step of the guy. I had the faceless down. I had the viper guys down. Uh, I had the next step of guys down. Um, and that was enough to carry me through the end game, uh, which I, like I said, I uh, ended up losing two of my best soldiers uh, just to be able to finish, which was unfortunate. But I still, I still kind of liked it. Like I, know. I don't know, man. Especially after playing like the division and Stardew Valley, yeah. And it's just like I just have zero interest in going you, back to XCOM Two. You would get nothing further from it, no doubt. Okay, Will I? I don't know that Will even. Did Will even play the XCOM 2, even though it's his game? <laughs> it's Will I, in a nutshell. I don't know that he did. <laughs> I think he just bought it and never – maybe he played it for an hour. Um, I don't know that he would get anything out of it. I, I'm pretty sure Eric wouldn't like it. Um, we'll never know if Eric would like it. Because <laughs> Eric will never play it. Better off that way, Eric. Yeah. No. Uh, for, the no mo- time for, that. for the most part, I enjoyed exactly. XCOM too. Um, other than its handful of annoyances, performance issues were really bad. Uh, I can't recommend it just solely based on that. It still runs like crap on my computer, which it shouldn't. Um, I have a GTX 970, which is one of the most popular cards in the market. It should not run like garbage like it does. There's no reason. I think I even have everything like either on minimal or close to minimal graphic settings there's no reason it should run um a lot of it is destructible environments uh which are really cool but uh, apparently it's very taxing on the performance of the game yeah but i beat it so i immediately delete it after i beat it so i don't have to worry about it anymore all right yeah but that's all i played let's put that one to bed eh i put it to bed Gone. Tucked Gone. in. Tucked away. I will not be buying any of the DLC for it. I no. probably won't purchase it for my own game library until it's like five bucks. Then I'll then I'll buy it, you know. They still have a lot of work to do on it, because performance wise it was not good. Uh even after they fixed a lot of the issues. So keep that in mind if you plan on playing XCOM two. 
I have a lot of thoughts, but I don't want to get sued for libel. <laughs> that is a thing, apparently. <laughs> no, but if you want to, if you have a few thoughts, feel free to fire. No, it's it's fine. I I think I summed it up pretty well when I said uh, not interested. S- yeah, cited a couple other games that I have way more interest in playing than totally. I have any iota of me that wants to play XCOM 2. It just doesn't exist. The only reason I even went back to it was because I was so close to the end to begin with. I was pretty close. I wasn't that far. I put almost 30 hours into it. I was into the second to last mission. So I finished, once the patch came out, I was able to finish the second to last mission and then I did the, the absolute last mission, which took like an hour, hour and a half. And then I finished it and was, was done with it. So that's the only reason I ended up revisiting it. I'm proud of you, Dan. Good job. I don't like to leave things unfinished, as I said, because I would have. It would have been in the back of my mind, like, oh man, I didn't finish XCOM two. You know, I, it's been so long since I've played it. I should probably restart from the beginning because I don't know what's going on. Nah. Yes, that's how. I, that's how I think. That game doesn't warrant that. Shut up, Corey. That's how I think. Let's hit that feedback. Feedback. Uh, This is from Derek in Chicago who says, Hey, fellas, I sent a message through Facebook a few weeks ago, but I realize this is probably a better venue. Uh, He sent this through our website, I believe. Yes. I've been playing a bunch of The Division lately, and it's been a nice change of pace. I'm not too sure yet whether or not it's actually a great game, but it's a lot of fun when you've got a friend or two involved. My friends and I have had the game, uh, or had the most fun playing the game with strategies from Army of Two and Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Hmm. Uh, We try to harness the threat and flanking qualities from Army of Two and then combine our skills to replicate the tech burst combos you could pull off in Mass Effect 3. Oh. Yeah. Solo play play is a lot less fun and makes the grind more noticeable. I guess I just missed Eric a couple of nights ago on Xbox, but afterwards Tito and I were cleaning up the streets. I have multiple characters, one at 28 and one at 14, just because you have to be really close in levels to your teammates for it to be even remotely worthwhile for either one of you. It doesn't sound like the end game is super polished yet, and the Dark Zone doesn't sound like it's going to be as interesting as it was during the beta, but I'll stick with it. Excited to hear your thoughts on the game tonight. I'll have to get Eric added to my Xbox friends list. I think we're just friends on PS4. Have a great show, guys. Derek in Chicago. Thank you, Derek. Thanks, Derek. Something jumped out to me. Um, and I talked a little bit about it in, in the main segment, though, is about the Dark Zone. Uh, I think the Dark Zone is more interesting now than it was in the beta. Because now, as long as you're in a group, you can have a little bit of success. Because uh, they definitely overloaded the NPCs versus the beta. In the beta, the NPC quantity was very slim. And it kind of got to the point where you were bored in the Dark Zone, unless you were doing rogue stuff and attacking your fellow division agents. Um, however, that I feel like that paradigm has shifted the other way in the full release of the game. Um, and like I said, like I would just go up to people and just follow them around and help them out until they invited, invited me to a group. And then before you knew it, it was uh, two of us, and then three of us, and then four of us. And then we had a whole posse we could just wander around with and do damage, and it was great. I had such a good time. 
Nice. I've not experienced the dark so dark zone yet on full release, so can't commentate on it. Sounds like that's what we need to do on Saturday. Yeah. Eric. I've got the uh, really bad. I maintain my position on the dark zone. Gotcha. You're not a fan, Eric? I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. I don't think it's that great though. Okay. I mean there's definitely room for some really fun moments in mm-hmm. there though. Okay. Uh so thanks, Derek. Glad to hear from you. And glad glad Derek, to hear you're my, enjoying. Uh, Sorry, my my Xbox gamer tag is the same as my PS4 uh, PSN name. So, uh-huh. so if you want to add them, you can find me under that. Yes, sounds good. This is from Miguel in California, who says, "Hey boys, it's Miguel from Valencia, California again. Just dropping in on you guys. I'm still listening to old episodes, which I'm enjoying a lot. It's uh, pretty hilarious to listen to some drunk episodes. We got to see the drunk side of you. If you had to ask yourself, what kind of drunk am I?" Uh, and what do my friends think? What would your guess be? Here are the general ones out there. Happy drunk, sleepy drunk, hungry drunk, sad drunk, angry drunk, and not drunk. <laughs> I'm enjoying the old episodes, even if the game may be outdated. The topics and discussion are still good, so I don't mind going to the past. Which brings up my question. Now, I'm an 80s kid, and it sounds like you guys are too, or in the ballpark. I remember after school going to my local liquor store and spending all my coins on into arcades. So my question is, what two arcade machines would you have in your basement or garage? Here are my two. Uh, Bubble Bobble, Before the Puzzle Game, which I love, the 8-bit music, and Super Sprint, which is a three-player, three three-steering-wheel racing game. There are a lot more great arcade games, and I was wondering if you guys had an episode on arcades. Here are the games I'm currently playing now. Rocket League with my co-op partner slash wife, uh, which we've been holding down, holding it down on 2 versus 2. By the way, Dan, we might pick up Rayman Legends after your take on the game. Uh, I've been searching for, a, for other co-op games. So far, my wife and I have played and beat the Super Mario, Mario Brother games for Wii and Wii U. Rayman Legends sounds like something we can get into. Let me know if you can think of any other co-op games to play with the wifey. Uh, other game I'm playing is Bat- Batman Arkham Knight, which is not much different from the other Rocksteady Batman games. Still a good game, but I just don't remember Batman having a tank in any one of the Batman cartoons I watched as a kid. Anyways, thanks again for the podcast, you guys. Keep up the great work. Avenger out. All right. Uh, so what kind of drunks are you guys? What were the descriptions you gave again? I'm sorry. He said happy drunk, sleep, sleepy drunk, hungry drunk, sad drunk, angry drunk, and not drunk. Uh, these days? Yeah. Uh, sleepy drunk. Sleepy drunk, okay. Yeah. In, in, my, in my heyday of drinking, happy and hungry drunk. Uh, I'm pretty much in the same exact boat as you. Yeah. Uh, drink, yeah. Drinking makes me Dan's tired. Dan's the happiest drunk I've ever met. Yeah, I am a very happy drunk. The drinking now makes me so sleepy. Um, nope. But like Eric said, back in the day, I was a very happy drunk. I am very friendly, uh, much more outgoing than I am in normal, in my normal day to day. Very happy drunk. I was just thinking about. I don't know if you guys remember uh, back in the day, the parties we used to have at our apartments were. 
I would make everybody grilled cheese sandwiches when it when yep. it's when uh when everyone got started to get tanked and the fast food restaurants started to close up. I would make everybody yep. grilled cheese sandwiches. Dan used to give hugs when he was drinking. And hugs too, yeah, of course. Yeah, I am a very, very, very happy drunk. Um Corey, what kind of drunk are you? Um, I I think I'm all the colors of the rainbow, depending on the flavor of the week. Angry? Doesn't answer anything. <sighs> very rarely have I been an angry drunk. Uh, very rarely have I been a sad drunk. Yeah. Um, I guess happy and hungry, like you guys. I think that's why we're we're good friends. Yeah. Uh, happy and hungry is is generally the one. I think uh, I've been known to be a somber drunk. For from time to time, but that's late night. Late night. That's normally like private quarters kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, everyone's calming down. Uh, I'm still drunk with a couple other people, and it's like, hey, listen to this cool song, and let's just be song somber about life. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think. Sure. Yeah. I, I've definitely. Uh, I've definitely fit all those descriptions at one point or another. But angry and, and, and sad, I don't, I don't think so. Not too much. Yeah. Uh, and Will's never, as far as I know, been drunk. So, Yeah. Right? Not no. that I know of. Drunk okay. on life. Uh, arcade games. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat would be one of mine. I, I never... I never really got too much into arcade games, only because it cost money and I never had any money. Um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat would be one of them. And probably the other one would be like the old street fighter. I don't even know which one it was. What about tech and tag, Dan? No, I don't think I ever played an arcade with tech and tag in it. Cruising USA. Cruising USA Uh, was cool. I know what my two are. Wave race. Uh huh. And, um, there was one I used to play at Chuck E. Cheese when I was really little. It was a Michael Jackson game. Nice. What? I don't. Was it called Moonwalk? Moonwalk. It was an arcade machine. And it was fucking great. What was that really popular twin stick shooter? Uh, that know. game was awesome. It was, it was Moonwalker. That's what it was called. Moonwalker. Dude. You gotta see a picture of this machine. It was by Sega. Corey, bring Corey, one. Corey, Corey, bring one up. Put a put, put a picture up there. Sega Moonwalker. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. It was so good. Oh, that's audio. God, Ooh. I used to love playing that. Look at this. This is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> you see? Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, I've played this. Yeah. I remember throwing the bananas at the table. Right? Say say what? Do I have the right game? I don't remember that. But like I said, Maybe this is so long game. ago. Oh, this is just a, a, this is a montage. montage. This isn't a moonwalker. Why do I remember throwing bananas at the table? <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> this is great. What a cool game. It's like that uh, Sherwood Forest game where you're the sword Teens fighter. React. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Dan? Yeah, oh yeah. 
was a good game. Yes, it was. Robin Hood? Didn't he reference Bubble Wobble? Uh, I'm making that up. Is that a different feedback? It was... Super, no, yeah, was... Bubble Wobble and Super Sprint. Yeah, Bubble Wobble is a fantastic game, uh, especially co-op. It's one of the very few games that our sister played with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great game. Fantastic game. Nice. Uh, and then he asked me about uh, co-op games. Uh, me and the wife actually haven't been playing too many games lately. We've been, uh, whenever we get a free moment, we've been watching the Harry Potter movies. But uh, we played Super Mario 3D World, which is really good on the Wii U. Um, we are going to be playing, before too long, um, Yoshi's Woolly World. That's going to be our next uh, game that we play together. Uh, but Rayman Legends was absolutely amazing. Uh, one of my favorite platformers of all time. Uh, amazing. So, yeah, that's that's definitely a good choice. If you're if you're on the fence about that game at all, that's definitely a, a pickup game. Uh, I know Corey really enjoyed that one, too. Indeed. So, um, uh, you know what? If Ubisoft came out and announced, uh, even at E3 this year, another another Rayman game, that would be that would be huge. We're due for them. Yeah, right? definitely. Been a few Ra- years. Rayman Legends came out like two years ago, I think. Yeah, maybe three years ago. So another Rayman game would be great. I was thinking. Uh, I was on the shitter the other day, and I was thinking about what else we're due for. And I was like, I should say this on the podcast, but now I can't remember what game it was. Bummer. Yeah. If you remember, text it to one of us, and hopefully we'll remember during yeah. the episode. But not yeah, likely. Typical. By not, our powers combined. Not likely. No. Uh, so thanks for that, Miguel. Um, Idaho Jake says, hey, guys, I may miss the live stream because I am... Really trying to platinum Fallout 4, and I'm only one trophy away. I haven't played much of The Division, but what I have played I really like, either with or without friends, but still not a fan of the Dark Zone. My weekend is going to be awesome because the wife and I are going to see... uh, or We're going to Boise to watch the Idaho Steelheads hockey game. We are staying in a hotel, so you know what that means. Naughty time. Oh, funny business. Now for question of the week: Is there anything? <laughs> is there anything that you thought you would never do or be interested in when you were young, but you are, but you are now? Uh, for myself, mayonnaise as a kid, I didn't like the Miracle Whip, but now it has turned around. Later, guys, and get out of my email. Yeah, dill pickles. Dill pickles, uh, and that's a very recent development. Really? I always was a bread and butter pickle guy. Okay. Never got, never liked dill pickles. But isn't there room for both, Eric? Well, there is, but I just never liked them. Okay. I'm not arguing there's not room for both. Uh, but I, I found that I think I do like them now. I had one with my burger that I got. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it was good. Dill pickle spear. Yeah. Classic. Um, I mean, we we grew up we grew up with dill pickles, so yeah, we we were a dill pickle family. Yes, we were. Yeah, we were. We were. My mom and I like bread and butter pickles. I don't know. Uh, as far as is there something that I do now that when I was growing up that I didn't think I would do? Buffalo Bills. 
maybe. <laughs> well, because I was a 49ers fan when I was really little. I didn't become a Bills fan until my mom took me to a game in Bruce Smith's last season yeah. with the Bills. Yeah. Good I was stuff. a Cowboys fan when they won Doug the Super Flutie. Bowl. Doug Flutie. Twice. Wow. Bandwagon, yeah. Corey. Yeah, nothing I can really think of. I don't, I don't do now. Jesus, I don't do anything now. <laughs> if you'd asked me that five years ago, I might have had a pretty good answer for you. <laughs> Four years ago. What about you, Corey? <sighs> See, I don't know. I I tend to keep an open mind about most things. Yeah. So I'm not sure that there's too many things that I shut out of of life in general. I guess uh, if you asked me if I'd ever be living in, in Utica, New York, I'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I guess same thing with me. I didn't know I'd be living, living in New York. Living elsewhere. Here I am. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what, like, as a young teenager slash adolescent, what I was very anti that I'm just Corey, not. did, you, one did thing, you think you'd be a handyman? One thing for me. I always kind of wanted to be handy. Okay. I never thought I'd be a drinker when I was younger. Oh, there you go. I wouldn't say you're a drinker. I'm not a drinker, but I do enjoy imbibing on occasion. Yeah, you're drunk. That's right. I was um, a straight edge there for a while. Yeah, we were all kind of straight edge for a while. I wasn't. Yeah, Corey and Jared weren't. Corey wasn't, but... We um, always refused to subscribe to the brainwashing that you were feeding us. Well, most most of my most of my anti-alcohol thing was was in response to I we grew up in a small town and that's a lot of people that's all they did uh in our grade to have fun. We were kind of anti that. We kind of played video Turns out they were right. Well, we played video games <laughs> and we did uh we did um Video games and like uh, pen and paper Mountain. RPGs for fun. We replaced it with Mountain Dew and pizza. Mountain Dew and pizza, yep. Um, I don't regret that for a second. No, not at all. Not. And then That's... I start I started drinking well after I turned twenty one. Um, yeah, you know, it was just just the way way things worked out. Got into the straight edge hardcore music scene. Mm. Band called Throwdown and Minor Minor Threat. Minor yeah. Threat. So. That's something I never would have pictured myself doing as a young adult, I guess. But Andy here... G says he never thought he would see a good new Star Wars. <laughs> That's true. I'm still waiting on that one. That's a good point. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna. Oh. I have not seen the new one, but uh, me and the wife, I oh. think, either you want me pre... to spoil it for you, Dan. No, pre we pre-ordered the Blu-ray version. I thought so. he said, I thought there was game in that. No, he's right. The The new Star Wars movie is really good. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. Especially when Luke kills Leia. Shut I'm up, Corey. I'm so mad that that got spoiled for me. <laughs> Shut up, Corey. In the dumbest way ever. <laughs> I mean, that, I guess that's bound to happen, right? Uh, I'm just bullshitting you. Yeah, I guess, but like, I would have never thought that it would have been that that did it. Like, right. as much as I look at social media, that's when, what did it. When Luke kills Leia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when che- Chewbacca defecates on uh, Darth Vader's grave. Yeah, that's another that's, big one. That's, I didn't that know that happens one. right after Luke kills Leia. That's and another. And then I was spoiler. like, "What? Well, that sucks!" And now this <laughs> series is ruined. Because I always understood Chewbacca to be the number one 
uh, supporter of Darth Vader. Yes. If you the read thing, the if you read the lore. The thing for me though is that I'm not such a big Star Wars fan that I necess- that it necessarily ruins it for me. So I still want to see it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, sure. But now I know what's coming. Yeah. And the whole time I'll be like, well. <laughs> guess I know what the climax of this movie is. Guess which, I know when Luke which, kills Leia. Which kind of yeah. sucks, but, you know. Yeah, it does. At the same time, like, you know, you're going to miss out on all the other story stuff and cinematography if you don't if you don't watch it. Yeah. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. Gonna... Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts, fellas? Not no, currently. Bedtime. I gotta work in the it morning. It is absolutely yeah, bedtime. I've got to pee like you would not believe. Division Saturday. Division Saturday night. We're gonna we're, stream that. We could. Yeah, I can stream it. All right. Works for me. Let's um. Do it. Uh. As far as next week, we don't know what the episode is gonna be about yet. Uh. I'm sure we will keep you posted as best we can. Uh, and that'll do it for episode 234 of the Thumbsick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Merrick. Corey. Well. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.